going tonight? Welcome back to the Fosterville Lounge. My name is Patrick. Listen to episode 40. The last one before we take a break. Terribly sad news, but I'm going on holiday. But before we get oh, to my God, sweet, sweet finally. holiday, uh, I am joined by Seth, Steve, and Josh for one last hurrah. Say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hello. Oh, it was so close to three out of three. Oh man! You know I'm never gonna give you a proper. No, holiday. I know, but I was, I was thinking, you know, it's episode forty. It's, it's special. We're taking a break for a month, but no, I had to go and had to go and fucking throw it. Hey, it's special that's, for that's you. You wanted the break, not me. Well, okay, well, true, but I'm still upset at you. Uh, right. So, first order of business, September. How are we tracking, boys? Very good, actually. Very good. My mm. legs hurt. Not good enough. For, apparently, I saw those statistics. What statistics in general? So according the, the according ones to, the ones that will not be talked about because it was in the group chat. Oh, okay. Ah, I should have done seven thousand more steps. We've got one hundred sixty-nine thousand. So since the first of September, I have done one hundred sixty-three thousand steps. Okay, but why? To, uh, why not? Fairly good counter, Josh. How are you tracking? Um, my watch has just not worked, so I think it's basically been dead. <laughs> Since uh, the last couple of years sitting in a drawer. So I don't know. Right. Uh, does anyone have any broken tech that they wish to discuss? Or no, by extension. No, don't you, why are you getting out of this? How many steps have you done, Pat? Uh, as I said, does anyone have any broken tech? <laughs> no, I've... <laughs> I've um, actually, shoot, I don't have my watch in front of me. That was, that was a, an awkward faux pas on my part. Uh, I've done rough. Oh, let's see. What are we at? We are the eighth today. That would mean that I have done 40, 45 to somewhere between 45 and 60,000 steps. Kind of hard to measure. All somewhere today. in that ballpark. Not, uh, not the most, not the least. So that's, that's where I like to be. Guess that, that's true. So, as I was saying, any broken tech, any sweet, sweet, crispy cream that we might have been enjoying over the last week, boys? None from my end, I'm sorry. None from no. my end either. It's, it's special episode 40. You guys didn't even think to, like, drop your phone in the toilet or anything for, for the sake of the pod tent? I thought about it, but I didn't do it. I did get my Valve Index back. Um, oh, wow, really bad. I thought you said you weren't getting that back for like 40 years. So they so basically the way that it turned out is that they, because EB Games didn't have any, any in stock at all, but someone cancelled a pre-order while I was waiting to hear what, I, what they were going to do about my repair. So they sent that, they sent it to an EB Game store. You're getting docs. can cut that out. Um, they, they sent it there. <laughs> Hold on, let me mark it. <laughs> I realised that as I was saying it. Um... They, yeah, so they moved it to the EV game store local to me, um, and I was able to swap my full set for the other one, which was lucky. You know, I'm glad on this very special occasion we got another Josh Doxes himself moment. <laughs> True, yeah. I didn't Wouldn't think be it's been a while, out, really. Yeah. It, it has been a while. Josh moment. And it's crazy, because, you know, I go, I go on holiday for a month, I don't know where you live, I need to listen back to the podcast to hear your full physical address. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, it. I didn't think I, I gave my full cards. physical address. I think I gave my mum's though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good times. Address, that's fine. Right, wow. well, off of the back of that, why don't we go straight into Round the Lounge for this this uh, Sweet Seat episode 40, which actually, honestly, kind of blows my mind we're at episode 40. I know, right? That's, I thought, thought we made two episodes. But first, Pat, can you um, riddle me this and riddle me quick? 
Um, when we do an album of the week, Penguin. Wait, oh. sorry, what? I, I assumed it was Penguin, black and white and red all over. I don't, I don't know. Penguin in a blender. That's, That's a usually the answer. Oh, beaten up. No, Shit. no, 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 no. I, I, when I said penguin in a blender, I meant newspaper. Actually, oh, when, you, when you think about it. Ooh. I think you meant like a blender is in that uh, animation tool. Um, yeah, that too. But still meant newspaper. But what were you saying? So album of the week. Uh, well, I figured we're we gonna would generally get album of the week done after round the lounge. Really? Round I should have done it beforehand. Ah. I, I, there's some sort of fetish that, that Steve seems to have for, for Josh talking about albums of the week. It's kind of kind of weird, but I'm on, on no, one I hand also also kind of into it. You know what Maybe I mean? I'm having a Mandela effect. I swear we used to... Look, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm not the host. I think it, not yet. Anyway, you wait until you go on holidays, Pat. My reign of power is coming. Oh, man. Time time of elves is over. Time of orcs has begun. <laughs> oh, all right. That was... Uh, that I was the Lord of the Rings, too. That was too well planned, someone. <laughs> and some might like to know your locations a good story. <laughs> it's true, true. Some some might say that you'll never catch the host with his pants down. Uh, run lunch for this week. <laughs> Seth, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I'll be honest, I had a bit of a hard time thinking of what I was going to talk about this week because not that I've done too much stuff. I just felt like the stuff I've done, I haven't done enough to talk about. So uh, I'm going to go back a little bit and talk about... Um, Z Nation because I watched all of the first season for that um a couple of weeks back. Oh wow, that hugely topical show that came out in like 2014. That's yeah, awesome. the one that I thought came out in 2005. <laughs> it's so so on brand for the for Fast Travel Island to discuss something that's that's been already been out for like eight years. <laughs> but, what do you mean? Uh, cool. that's a long that's <laughs> can't can't wait to. Play, yeah. I say. Gotta stay basically, consistent. Ba- basically, still a new release if we're honest. Uh, that's cool. I uh, can't wait to get into that. Uh, Steve, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I know I spoke about it probably about a month ago, but I've been playing more of Two Point Campus. So I will give the official Steven review, even though I haven't finished it, but those games, it's, I've gotten the idea. I, would I say that I'm a master of Two Point Cap, uh, Campus? No, but I'd say that I'm the headmaster, but, and that's all that matters. Mm. Wow, I was really wondering where that, that was going. Still disappointed, but thank you. Can't wait to get into that. Uh, Josh, get, what have you been up get to into week? the headmaster? Is that what you're trying to say? I, I, look, I was going to say that I'm pretty sure I have heard Stephen be called the headmaster before. I don't know what's I don't know what's funnier, Josh's joke or Patrick taking like five seconds to realize it. <laughs> Um, I haven't really been up to anything, so I've just been playing Escape from Tarkov. Anyone who plays that, that is a, a long, demanding spreadsheet of a game. So anyone who plays it will know that oh. it's a grind. A, a spreadsheet of a game. In there too, right? And a it's little a bit of Opus Magnum, yeah. It's a, it's a, did you say it's a JRPG? Because you called it an Excel of a game. An Excel spreadsheet of a game. It, 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 yeah. it is far more spreadsheety than any JRPG I've ever played. W- without a doubt. Like, I, 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 even I, more spreadsheety than going for the Final Fantasy thirteen Platinum? Yes. I literally made a spreadsheet for that. There are, like, if you just look up types of armor and types of damage that certain rounds do coming out types of certain of guns. damage. Different Tarkov. Like, th- there are so many different types of rounds coming out of th- various different guns, obviously. But each round will do a certain, like, armor damage, pen damage, body damage. And it'll only go through certain types of armor, and that certain types of armor will have certain HP and durability That's, and yeah, all and this other crap. Overweight, critical overweight, fatigue, mm-hmm. stim buff, stim debuff. Yep. 
And there's awesome. a million different things that can go wrong and will go wrong in Tarkov. Um, anyway. What about you, Pat? Uh, what have you been yeah. up to this week, Pat? Uh, well, good question. Before I get to that, though, uh, Josh, do you have an album of the week sponsored by formerly by the sponsor formerly known as Ford Truck Month and it's probably now September? I thought it was Ford Step Month. <laughs> that's Ford what I said. Step- Help me, Ford okay. Step Month. I'm stuck. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, that's going to get us. Last week, uh, I asked, please do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to get us censored. Love that for us. Is it, um, is it step month like February? Because it's not a full month. <laughs> um, anyway. So. <laughs> I'm done. Pack me up. Pack me up and ship me home. That's funny. So it's the step month. Anyway. Um, what, 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 what are you saying, Josh? Uh, album of the week is... Album of the week? Um, you basically just nominated to us a minute ago, but very, very good album. Oceanized wow. by Our City. Well, way to throw me yep. under the bus. I will. Everyone I, will know that you listen to Owl City. <laughs> well, I, I do, unironically, and have almost Same. all of their albums, but yeah, that's fine. Very good music. Um, yeah, Oceanized by Owl City. So, Sweet. Um, Can't wait to get into that. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, as, as Steve asked, um, I, so I, I played a, a, a hair, so, some would say uh, just, just a, a, a smidge, uh, of Opus Magnum this week, but I would actually Patrick, go to bed. No, I'll go to bed when I'm ready. It's not an addiction. It's not 3 a.m. yet. I'll go to bed soon. <laughs> Sorry, you can continue now. <laughs> Throwing him under definitely, the bus again. Definitely feels like, even though I didn't survive the first boss attack, that uh, <laughs> oh no, he's coming back. <laughs> Josh, jo- Josh uh, scraped scraped my remains and tossed them under the combine harvester a second time. But that's no. okay. Um, I so I really have only played a smidge of Opus Magnum this week, so I would actually like to, in in light of so, uh, as we're recording this, we got the Scarlet Violet trailer yesterday or last night, depending on time zones. Last night, this morning, pick one. I woke um, up. I stood. No, doesn't. I, I fucked it. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to say that I stayed up till eleven o'clock for it. Way past my bedtime. Wow. Grow up. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so I. Uh, fucking ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I I was I was wondering that after the announcement of this auto battling mechanic, uh, I'd actually like to get get the uh, the, the the pods thoughts on uh, grind mechanics in general, uh, which I think could be an interesting discussion because I think that'll be more interesting to our lovely listener in brackets s uh, than than anything else that I have to talk about for this week, and also because I've sort of missed doing a deep dive. And episode 40 seems like a pretty good place to do it. So that is my plan. But that brings us to the end of Run the Lounge. We get to go straight into the content for this week. Josh, Run the Lounge sponsored by Ford Step Month. Okay, no, you're right. I, I hate that. That Anyone else vomit slightly when I said that? That was terrible. I really uh, like that. That was cool. Yeah. Of course, uh, Steve's okay with it. The sponsor formerly known as Ford Truck Month. But uh, Oceanized Battle City, Josh, take it away. Right. So, first of all, you said Ram the Lounge, sponsored by... <laughs> so, nice. You, um, yeah, anyway, that threw me off super hard. So, we're doing Album of the Week. So, Oceanized by Our City is an album that I listened to extremely extensively in 2009 and still listen to pretty heavily. I was going to um, say, yeah, yeah, and past 2009, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I listened to it for at least multiple years. It would have been on repeat. Um, you know, before Spotify and everything really came to Australia. So this was one of those few albums I listened to just literally on repeat whenever I needed something to listen to. Um, Then I still listen to it, but 
Uh, yeah. So they. So fun Isn't fact. Isn't it crazy that the um the entire mm-hmm. band's made up of owls? What do you mean? It's made out of rowlets. Oh, I prefer Nocturne. <laughs> do you? Oh, that, do was, you really? that was a Seth take. Get out. Get out of here. <laughs> it is a Seth take. Normal flying. It should be psychic flying. Get out of here. Should be psychic flying. Have <laughs> stab and maybe a couple of useful moves. I'll be honest. I just and... said the first owl Pokemon that came to my head that wasn't Rowlet. Yeah, is there any others? No, it was Hoot Hoot. <laughs> so, some would say Hoot Hoot is an owl. Yeah. I would say Hoot Hoot's an owl, and I'd say it's a better owl than Noctowl, to be honest. I said that Hoot Hoot's actually a hoot to be with. I guess that didn't really have a, a leg to stand on. Yeah, that is literally the only two. So what, what I, I said... Right. I think my microphone must have cut out, because no one's really laughed. <laughs> Did you know that Hoot Hoot actually has two legs? Yeah, yeah just, it just switches um, them at supersonic speed, so you never see mm-hmm. it switch legs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway, um, Al City. I think I think the the most like while I was looking up facts, I think the most funny fact to me out of all of this is that it had two hits on the electronic albums chart and quote over forty million plays on MySpace. Remember MySpace? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, I remember that's, having, that's a I remember having MySpace, music but, on MySpace. Yeah. I remember, I remember still going through, until like late 2013, 14 maybe, I was still going through MySpace looking for, for music to listen to. Um, it was uh, chosen and pretty much the, the reason why Fireflies became so popular off this album was that it was chosen as the single of the week by the iTunes store on July 14, in 2009, in the year of the album's release. Um, and fun fact, the singer, so Adam Young, made some songs for the iOS 7 operating system. Which is pretty cool. That, that I didn't know. That's a, that's kind of sick. That's pretty cool. That's it's such a, a weird niche thing. It almost ma- it almost makes you think like, hmm, did they put it so that he would be like, did they make it a single of the week because he was making sounds for them for iOS seven, or was it just a coincidence? Because <laughs> it's like the I, same. Honestly, year. I I think it was probably coincidence because it I, probably was. I I don't know if iTunes still does it, but I've actually got quite a few of the songs that I listen to a lot via just singles of the week because the whole thing was that iTunes singles of the week were free to download because they were yeah. the singles of the week. Then there was the YouTube uh, album which they forced on you. <laughs> yeah, and then there was the YouTube album which fucking hacked their way onto every device that you own. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, that was so good. That was so funny. Oh, take me back. That was pretty funny. That was a long time ago now. <laughs> But yeah, I, um, I I have quite a few artists that I've only discovered via iTunes Singles of the Week, which is funny because I, I don't use iTunes anymore. I use Spotify like Well, iTunes doesn't exist anymore. People. Well, I mean, it's, it's still a shell for Apple Music, but... I guess. I anyway, uh, favorite songs from Ocean Eyes, Josh? Uh, I mean, the entire album, but <laughs> very specifically, probably just going down the list, looking at the songs, The Bird and the Worm... Uh, really? dental care, yeah. Hello, Lisa Seattle, braces. as well. Um, Fireflies, definitely. Vanilla Twilight and Tidal Wave. That's so interesting because a bird and a worm, uh, and dental care are the two that are probably my least favorite on the album. Wow, <laughs> I really love the bird and the worm. If I think of this album, that's the first song I think of. It's Holy not my favorite shit. on the album, but it's the very first one because it's so distinctive in my head and catchy that that's the one that I think of first. I think I just, my it, very it sounds, favorite on the album is probably Hello Seattle. Hello is Seattle very is, is very good. And it's, it's interesting too in that Hello Seattle was a re-record of what was uh, the final song on Adam Young's Of June album uh, from Al City. Ooh, there you go. There's another fun fact. Is, well, it's, well, 
some would call it fun, I guess. But of June, also also a great album. Pretty much, pretty much all House City's albums I I listen to um, uh, fairly extensively. <laughs> don't don't hundred percent understand why, but really enjoy the music. Um, yeah, Fireflies Fireflies is interesting for me because I I know exactly when like in in like time. I got introduced to that and it was because a friend played it on his phone uh, when we were hanging out uh, all the way back in, I guess, around 2009 when it came out. But uh, I heard that and I was like, man, that song's, that song's kind of sick. And then, and then I asked him to play it again. <laughs> was it on a Sony Ericsson? Uh, <laughs> good question. I don't think so. Or as the kids used to call it Sony Erection? Uh, I don't think many kids called that called it that actually, actually Steve. Oh. All right then. It was a sorry erection. Um, no, um, I think I, I'm pretty sure Fireflies was literally downloaded to my iPod Touch back when I had an iPod Touch for games when I was a little kid, and uh, I was like, "Wow, this is really good." And then I ended up picking up the the physical CD so that I could rip it to my iTunes on my computer to put it on uh, my yeah. uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't buying it off the iTunes. So are you kidding me? Not only did I not have a medium of buying things online at that point in my life, but also I wasn't giving Apple money for that. So, so the, I'm going to be interesting... that guy for a moment. I actually don't yeah, right. really like the music here. Like I've I've been sampling the I've been sampling the music while this conversation's been going on. Um and uh, I I remember Fireflies very well and yeah this this just isn't the style of music that I'm into. I'll be honest Seth, you're lucky that you're editing the podcast because otherwise <laughs> that would be grounds to throw you out. It is it, yes. it is I understand like I this is not an album that I would recommend to people per se. But yeah, no, no, that's true. I feel like I need I, I, I haven't said anything because um I, I've been sampling things and it's like I, I need I need to make my comments for this section before I go away forever. Um yeah, I I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big fan of this uh, style of music. <laughs> yeah, if, just just for this segment of the podcast. I'll be back later. So I I suspect uh may, maybe I'll get your thoughts on this, Josh, that uh, Ocean Eyes, because it is 12, 13, oh god. 13, 13 years old, god, don't do that to me, holy crap. years old. So yeah, 2009. I, I, I think um, of probably all of Al City's albums, this is one that if you listen to it closer to when it came out, you would have more favorable opinions than listening to it now, because now it sounds a lot more, uh, Engineered isn't the right term, but it's it sounds a lot more kind of garage bandy, perhaps, uh, given that it's 13 years old. And at the time, you're like, wow, this this electronic music's great. But uh, something that came out later, like All Things Bright and Beautiful 2011, 2012, I think mm. probably sounds closer to the kind of typical pop music today than Ocean Eyes does. Not to the detriment, because uh, Midsummer Nights uh, or... Uh, Midsummer Station, I think, was Midsummer the album after Station, that one. Yeah, 2012. Where, yeah, yeah where, where that one sounded perhaps too poppy for me, and then it was hard to distinguish. But I think All Things Bright and Beautiful is a, is an interesting middle ground uh, in terms of someone that hasn't heard much Owl City before that would be interested to listen to now, you know, however many years passed uh, when when Fireflies was popular. The other thing that I was going to, uh, that, that I guess I'm interested in is that. Um, Quite a lot of Al City's music has uh, overt, uh, uh, not symbolism, but lyrical discussion of God and Christianity, and mm -hmm. it's interesting he is that very Christian. Yeah, and it's interesting that I'm I I would consider myself an atheist. Uh, I assume you would also consider yourself an atheist, Josh. But yeah, uh, whether that mm, plays non -believers, into non-believers, eh? 
the the songs that yeah i'll see you in hell steve um whether that, that <laughs> From play, plays into the the um the tr- the songs that you like more or less because i don't think there are as many overt christian songs in this one meteor shower is one that comes to mind but uh, i know that in later albums some of the symbolism is a lot more o- overt and on the nose than it is in this album mm. yeah I, I i think i think i agree with you for that I haven't listened to too much of their newer stuff. I've just listened to this particular album a lot. Um, but the, some of the newer stuff I've heard was very, very Christian, um, which that it, it takes away for me, obviously not for everyone, but for me, mm. it, it takes a lot away from the music. Yeah. So yeah, it, really? I'd probably enjoy someone... this because it isn't so, so Christian, I guess. But at the time when I was like, you know, how old would I have been in like 2009, like 13, 14? I probably wouldn't have even understood or cared. So Yeah, so and, and I think that, get, that's part of what feeds it in. Just to get into the the Stephen backstory and the Stephen law, um, I don't think whether you're a believer in religion or not, that's a conversation for another time, which that's now my catchphrase. But as I went to a, a Catholic school, some of the songs we used to sing, it was one of those things where it was like, it's a shit song lyrically, but because you're singing it so much it becomes a banger. <laughs> so is it one? Is it one of those type of things? Like it's a banger, ironically, and then you sort of come full circle. What, what's what's so, a Catholic song that's a banger? Ironically, ironically, what is a Christian song banger that you sang? So it's a Catholic all, or Christian? <laughs> well, it's the same umbrella, right? So the amount of time that me and a bunch of school friends have like tried to find these songs by typing the lyrics onto Google and finding about 30 different versions, but not the one that we specifically heard has driven us fucking insane. I'm 99% sure these songs don't exist and it was a, they'd put us in a, a tent and just sort of shine, shined lights in our heads and Oh wow, you us. went to Hillsong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it's a, so I can't show you any of these songs and I promise you went there in the room with me right now. Um, <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. At, at least you have company. Yeah. My school so, song was a um like a Mozart song that they basically put really shitty lyrics over the top of and it's ruined the Mozart song for me. <laughs> oh, that sounds that's the the, the the closest I came was that uh, I was part of a <laughs> really guys. How close we're, was we're, it? In, we're in front of God right now, right? He's judging the shit out of you, mate. He put he's it on. in your body. He knows you're going to use it. <laughs> he's watching us all the time. Don't worry. Yeah. The, uh, the 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 closest I got with that was that um, I was part of my high school uh, soccer team, and we. I think as a meme initially decided to recite the Lord's prayer as our team's chant before the game. And oh, I think part of it was the psychological damage to the heathens that weren't going to Christian schools. But uh, <laughs> the fact that we won the first game that we did that, it then became a ritual. Uh, and then it became Roll like- D6 for psychic Yeah, damage. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it became like oddly, oddly, um, not faith-based. What's, what's what I'm looking for? Like oddly- no, God, that's definitely not the right word I'm looking for. <laughs> well, like a, you just like sort a of, le- of leaned in, not necessarily because you believed in it, but just because you feared the consequences if you didn't. Ah, uh, yes, superstition. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. It became it became a superstition for the for the football team to recite the Lord's Prayer before every game. Then we started losing and we stopped. But for like a Someone while, and then Bob broke his leg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Speaking uh, of sporting teams, we lost our um grand our semi final for the my Tag team. We're very upset. Oh, Damn, no. that's so, crazy. So anyway, I was going to say, Patrick, um, for last... the first couple of weeks, it works because um, it, the Lord thought it was actually being done out of faith and belief. But then once he realized that uh, um, you were doing it as a joke, he had to smite you. 
Well, yeah, the, mm. that is the same way as I played Cult of the Lamb, which I talked about last week. Go back and listen to episode 39. Shout out to episode 39. Ah, uh, yes, gang. old people gladiatorial um, battles, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, favorite tracks from me before we wrap up, Ocean Eyes. Uh, I, I quite like listening to the deluxe version. Uh, yeah, the deluxe version's good too. Yeah. Strawberry Fire Avalanche is also great. And if my heart was house. Oh. Yeah, exactly I like what I was going to say. Fire, Fireflies, banger. Strawberry Avalanche. Also banger, and I, I would say quite a different song to, to other songs on, mm, on the album. It's very different. Um, despite its Christian overtones, I actually quite like Meteor Shower. Uh, I don't know, very, very melodic, uh, big, big fan. And Umbrella Beach, have to have to give- uh, Yeah, uh, Umbrella uh, Beach is pretty good. Soft, soft spot to that too. Uh, anyway, thank you, Josh, for the now 14 minute album of the week sponsored by Ford's Truck Months, Krispy Kreme, September, pick one. Uh, right. Where shall we jump to next? Why don't we do Z Nation? Because that's probably the least video gamey one we have in the in the in the stack. Fair so. enough. Uh, let me get up my. Wasn't notes there a for game this. based on Z Nation? I. Wait, no, maybe no, that's World War Z. I, yeah, yeah, World War Z, I think. Yeah. Yeah, World War Z's got a game. Very yeah, it's not a very good game. <laughs> yeah, there was Battle of Z and a couple of other things. Yeah. Brad Pitt doesn't smell at all like Brad Pitt in real life. And there's Dragon Ball Z as well, but I don't think that's related. But yeah, um, Z Nation- That was so clever. Why did I not get a laugh? You, you will be ignored. Um, Z Nation is a zombie show that was done by Sci-Fi in 2014. And like I said earlier- Oh, like I, The Walking Dead. No, that, uh, well, a zombie show, yes. But- uh, uh, Josh, Walking I'm going to stop talking, right? Walking Dead was <laughs> AMC, I think is them. Something, something along those lines. Anyway, um, hmm. I, I thought this was a show from like 2005, just by the way it was shot and like some of the effects, because there's some dodgy effects happening throughout the sh- uh, throughout the first couple of episodes. Like, um, instead of having contacts in some of the um actors' eyes for zombies, they just do like this white filter over them that looks really bad and like it's very noticeable and took me out of the moment a few times. Um. After about the third episode, though, I think it was, I stopped noticing that, so they must have fixed up their effects by that point. Um, but yeah, the premise of the show is a very Walking Dead-ish situation where it's um everyone's bit, the entire world's infected. As soon as you die, you be, uh, you turn into a zombie. Um, the only way to stop. Oh, so it's it's, it's not like a, a bitten one. Do it's you, not like you, you can get, get bitten, you turn. It's like if you die, you actually become one. Like any death. Unless it, like, kills your head or something, or breaks your head. Oh, the Death Stranding yeah, Syndrome. Um, uh, getting bitten also turns you, it, like, speeds up the process and turns you into a zombie. Um, uh, but yeah, it's also just, like, um, if you died by any natural causes, or murdered even, then, um, uh, yeah, you turn, and the only way to stop is, um, bullet or pi- uh, something shattering your brain. But yeah, uh, the, so the premise of the show is that, uh, there's uh, someone that- that's taken a forcefully being forced to take a vaccine. Forcefully being oh, forced. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Was it mandated? They they weren't allowed to see. They weren't allowed to go into their place of work without one. I've heard this before. Did it give him autism? No, no, and no. <laughs> um. So what happened is um they've taken inmates uh, from prisons and they just started um forcefully injecting them with vaccines to try and figure out how to make a cure for this whole thing, and they finally hit a survivor. But um the the doctor that was with him uh, had to go away and uh, um, the place was being run down by zombies. So the doctor's escaped over to California and this guy's got to try and make his way cross country to go uh, get to her. Um, 
so it just follows along this um this guy's journey as he's um going through with a group of um uh, survivors out uh, out in the world. Um, this just sounds like a bad Last of Us plot. <laughs> to be, like to be honest, a lot of zombie what? shows have the same sort of premise. Yeah, yeah. it's um, they're, with, they're usually with this one as well. Yeah, uh, um, the... I've. Okay, you know what? No, fuck it. No, honestly, honestly, Seth, you go. It's fine. You go. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, uh, the the what I was going to say is that like a lot of them uh, like try to do like some sort of twist on like just to change up the formula a little bit because The Walking Dead is like such a good baseline and so perfectly done. Is like the regular zombie show, zombie story. Um, uh, that everything else needs to have like a some sort of twist to it. So The Last of Us is obviously like the father son dynamic between Ellie and Joel and their cross country. This is more the, like the, yeah. the 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 twist is the uh, golf club in Joel's head in part two. Yeah, that too. Oh, spoilers, man! Oh, I just no. got the PS Five one. I don't know what happens in the second one. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this it this um uh, this one's twist, I guess, is more along the lines of like how how the world's shaped up at the moment and the the fact that the guy with the vaccine is on a timer as well himself because he's not completely cured. He's um. He's slowly turning throughout the show, but um, yeah. There's a, the thing that the other part of the twist is that there's this guy from the NSA up in Alaska. Um, he's uh, got access to every type of um communication network, so he's constantly sending out radio signals, telephone communications, all that sort of things to try and keep up with everyone about um the state of the guy that's um got the cure, and also kind of like give them updates on where they're meant to be going. Or things that are going to be coming up to um to stop their movement for a little bit. Like one episode has something called a a zombie tsunami. Sci-fi also does the Sharknado movies, so you'll see like little ideas uh over the top kind of like that come in every now and then. So a zombie tsunami is just literally like an entire state's worth of zombies all moving through somewhere at the same time while there's a tornado going on around them. Uh, Patrick, did you want to chime in on anything? Since yeah, I cut you I off gonna, a couple of times. Well, multiple times. It's fine. Who's counting? Um, I I uh, have seen three of the five seasons of this show, and I had to I had to give it a rest after season three just because it. I I quite enjoyed the earlier stuff, but it just got to a level of ridiculousness, even within the context of a zombie thing, that just kind of threw me. Which is a shame because uh, uh, I know that quite a few people, um, I know that you're watching, so I'm trying not to spoil it. There, there is a moment that comes within the first two seasons where quite a lot of the community talks about how that was kind of where the show ended for them. And I have to agree in terms of like the strength of the narrative, it probably did die around there. It does some interesting and fun things later on, like the person... There is a person who's immune to the virus. I don't know if you've met them yet, but you will. It's an Ellie. Who uh, does, uh, sorry, not virus, but just the, the zombie-ism, the zombie effect, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and and there, there's some interesting ideas that are played with there, but it just it just becomes a little too, yeah, it's really hard to, it's really hard to explain. Like not, not bloated. It's not that they run out of ideas. It's just that the- They the stretch them out a they, little too long? Yeah. The, the direction that they take the show in just- falls over a bit because I I really liked the the early seasons of it and you felt like you're right there with the audience but uh I 
So weirdly, I, I think partially what it is, is that the, the character group that you become familiar with, um, uh, not necessarily that character group, but just a lot of the protagonists in the show, because more are added in, in later seasons, they, they do the Lord of the Rings thing where they just split up. And so then you follow the different stories as they go. But the problem is that because they start getting more ridiculous, that when they swap to these different stories, you just kind of get taken out of it because you'll go from one ridiculous story to a different uh, contextually similarly ridiculous story. And it kind of, it kind of loses the, uh, this is the end of, of humanity as we know it type thing and turns it more into a, uh, like almost more lighthearted in tone. It's, it's really, really annoying, honestly, because so much of, uh, the early seasons, like even the NSA guy, NSA guy is great. And the NSA guy does, uh, quite a lot more interesting stuff through, through seasons two and three, but uh, as I remember, because I ended up reading further into what the series had to offer to decide whether or not it was worth continuing. And he, he plays a major role um, through uh, the the later seasons of the show as well, uh, in, in one capacity or another, try not to give spoilers. But the overall direction of the show across the seasons just takes this weird tonal shift. And I, I think... I think the community is right in terms of being able to point to a couple moments earlier on where that shift occurs. So I'd be curious uh, if, if you've enjoyed season one so far, because I did as well, but whether that same enjoyment is is there for, for seasons two and three, because I, yeah, it, it became a real slog to decide to continue watching after after the end of season three. Yeah, so um, touching on one of the earlier points you made, um. Season one already has played around a little bit with um splitting the group. I can't remember the exact situation that happened to. Oh right, right. So um, two of the characters go went ahead to find supplies, but um, that was kind of a lie by one of them. He wanted to get his girlfriend alone and talk about running away together. And uh, um, while they were away, the rest of the group had to keep going forward because of the um the zombie tsunami that was chasing after them. So when zombie they, tsunami, eh? Yeah, uh, they call it a tsunami in the um. Yeah, in the that's show. right, the tsunami. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Um, so uh, when the uh, two that split off originally come back and see that the group's gone, that's kind of like formed a two or so episode um situation where um where the groups are split, and then. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting to see like a little bit of like okay here's how two people survive on their own but um that episode also kind of got turned on its head because it was uh, doing a groundhog day sort of episode where um one of the characters kept reliving a dream over and over again uh until um they overcame a repressed memory um, is that is that the one near an oil derrick yeah i think so might have either an oil Derek or just a general warehouse. Yeah, okay. So it's it's honestly kind of fucked that I remember that episode because that episode sticks out in my mind and not because it was good. <laughs> yeah, it's it it, it uh, repeats the cycle a little too many times. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um you, you said that you've seen all of season one, right? Yes. Run me back through how season one ends, because I don't remember the season finale so good. Okay, well, so spoilers. Well, so we'll just skip to. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. You're gonna watch. Are you gonna watch Z Nation? You're gonna you're gonna no. finish this episode. You'll be like, oh, oh yeah, fuck oh, yeah. I'm gonna go watch Z Nation. 
So, so well, when just... you say it in a voice like that, you make it seem like I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> well, now, now you have to. Yeah. <laughs> old, old Steve would have done it. Oh, uh, well, fuck you, man. You know what? I'm downloading it right now. <laughs> it's on Netflix. You don't need it. to download it. I don't have not have Netflix, my friend. Oh, well, then yeah, go ahead and download it. The only one of the, streaming one service of the, I uh, the negative one of the negative million users on Netflix, huh? I see you. Yeah. The only he, streaming he service a... I subscribe to is Xbox Game Pass. Here's the beginning of their downfall. Good. Why why their um why their stocks are starting to take a downfall. I will <laughs> take this ap- streaming services apart brick by fucking brick. Bring back Blockbuster. Oh, Blockbuster was the best days. Anyway, anyway, um, going go just skipping to the ending. Um, well, the last episode in general. Um, it starts off by showing like who the main villain is going to become. Really weird thing to do in the final episode. And yeah, uh, he's he's kind of going around uh, um extracting fluids from people's brains that are on the verge of turning or um just about to die. And yeah, um, the team gets uh, sent to Fort Collins where they're told. The doctor is uh, the doctor got sent there, and they've got to go over to her there, and um, they find more patients that have been um experimented on and in much worse states than um than the zombie situation is on the outside. It's like basically mutated variants uh underground, and they even find um patient zero, the first ever person that was turned, and he's been sitting there as like just a decomposing head and torso for years now and his the only one of the only words he says is that um after giving them like a message by tapping on a computer space bar he wants them to watch a video on there to find out what's happened and um the the only wish he has is kill me and then when the villain shows up he says um don't trust a doctor like in very hushed tones um the did we also start going into a direction where uh, Murphy, the guy that's taken the vaccine, he's starting to form psychic links with the zombies. Um, he he's somehow becoming the king of them. Um, that's but, right. Yeah, oh, it, it's shit. been happening for a couple of episodes now. But he like he yeah. bites people to start uh, putting his infection into them, or just general zombies around him won't attack him. But um, yep. yeah, he's he can kind of force people to do his bidding now. Um, but yeah, the very, very final moments of the show is, of all this season, is that he escapes uh, uh, Fort Collins and everyone's like on this mad dash out because he's broken out of um, the quarantine area without doing decontamination first. And that set off a chain reaction of nukes being sent all over America to just bomb out anywhere that might have vital information or testing grounds on these zombies, including NSA guy. He's going to be getting attacked um and the season ends on nsa guy looking at a missile heading towards his base we, we don't see any impacts or anything it just kind of ends there neat yeah cool well uh i i look forward to hearing you discuss the later seasons because i remember bits of that i remember finales uh, i remember a season finale or at least a climax of the show uh into season two pretty sure it was season two which uh, was interesting. So I'd be curious to get your thoughts on that if you're going to stick around with it. But uh, anything else you want to add to Z Nation stuff? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I enjoyed the first season. It's um, like 
it, it's very much a, a zombie show of um of the regular ilk, but it works. Um, zombie shows are pop. <laughs> they they they're popular for a reason. That's because you just get a lot of like um character writing out of them. So when characters are written well, they're very fun to watch, and there's a lot of fun characters in this. So so far, it's doing a lot of the right things for me. Um, I'm not sure when I'll get to season two though. Um, whenever that happens, I'll bring it up. <laughs> Sweet, thank you for that, Seth. Uh, I guess obligatory out of ten. Yeah, um, I was just about to ask. Seven, I guess. Seven, seven. out of ten mm-hmm. sounds good. Yeah, I'd I'd probably give uh season season one a seven. Uh, I think. Yeah, you know what? No, not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, yeah. Season At one, all, I agree. Again? Seven. It's a shame. Well. Not, not, never again. Not, not for a month after we finish with this episode, Steve. But you gotta, <laughs> gotta, gotta wait until. Hey, this guy, you... you've got an answer for everything, don't you? Yeah, well, I, I have to because I know that as soon as I step away from the mic, uh, chomping at the bit, bloody rookie over there wants to go. Oh, I want to be the host now. So, gotta, gotta, you know, lay him out. Gotta, gotta put him in his place. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> Two Point Campus. <laughs> All right, Two Point Campus. Um, for, uh, I think it was about a month ago. Definitely a couple about- weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so it essentially came out um, to Game Pass. I played a couple of hours of it, and I was like, all right, cool. came out the 9th of August, so it's been uh, pretty much a month. Uh, and I played like an hour and a half, two hours, and I'm like, okay, this seems neat. I'll see if I stick with it. Uh, and because uh, the, I literally cannot put games down when I start playing them, I continue to play it. Um, and it's become a weird part of my morning routine, so I'll wake up. Um, that six sounds o- like a red flag. Or let, let me finish the story. So I wake up at 6, 6 a.m. every day. Or Monday Definitely Friday, a red flag. Monday to Friday. Um, I play on my phone for 15 minutes. Um, and then I get up, get changed, go for morning walkies, get home at a, roughly around 7 o'clock, uh, make myself a coffee, watch uh, one episode of the anime Hayaku, which is like a volleyball anime, very good. I'll, uh, I'll just plug that while I'm here. And then I'll play about 30 minutes of Two Point Campus before I walk over and sit at my designated workstation within my own um, house, if you would. I would not. Oh, okay. Well, then. So it's essentially uh, it's a, one of those business simulation games, like more of a roller coaster tycoon type of simulation. And I use that word with uh, air quotes, even though I really, uh, no one can see me. Because... You essentially got a campus, you've got a, uh, like a university campus, sorry, and you've got to uh, make money, get students into classes, develop your students so they graduate in between three to five years in their designated courses. Um, you provide them with dormitories for them to sleep, food for them to eat, bathrooms to poop, showers to shower in, uh, and all that, things to have parties on, et cetera, et cetera. There is sort of like a, as usually with these things, there's a, a sandbox mode, you can pretty much do whatever you want, but I'm sort of going with the, I do not want to say story campaigns, but it's more, they're, they're campaigns in a sense, as in like there's different levels uh, and you've got to work within the confines of that to get three stars. Uh, and that's just for achieving different tasks, um, whether it's like grow your campus to level 20, have average happiness or up 75%, have 100 students graduate, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it is one of those games that I'll play half an hour of it and I'll just put it down and I'll be like, okay, that was fun, but I don't really need any more. 
because it's a lot of like, it is very hard to lose. Well, I don't think there, you can lose in this game. Like it's, it's obviously designed as sort of a, an easier type of one of these business management games. Cause it's not like if you, if you ever spend a little bit too much and then your bills come out at the end of the month and you lose a bunch of money, you're always like in the red. Like it doesn't like kick you out and say, Oh, you've got another month to sort of fix up your financial situation or else capitalism's going to come down and kick you out. So I've never really felt like worried that I'm going to lose anything. And I'm never really worried about like overextending because I can get like a fair amount of loans that can sort of like cover your bases and sort of just get you back on track anyway. If you do sort of overexpand a bit too fast, you, you pretty much essentially take a loan to sort of cover the costs until you can get more money the next month. Um, I'm having fun with it. Uh, <laughs> it's very sort of, I set everything up and I sort of like let it play on three times speed. And if there's like a need that needs to be dealt with or a, the year ends and then you've got to upgrade your classes and because you're upgrading your classes, you need more teachers or janitors or different lecture theaters and you can upgrade equipment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, it's essentially like a, the numbers go up type of game. There is, if you, I don't, haven't seen a fail state because it is so easy. The game pretty practically puts you on a very easy to path and you could probably, you probably could take yourself off the tracks and do something wrong and essentially bankrupt yourself. But you would have to be going out of your way to do that. And essentially so everything just. It, so it sounds like it gives you the university grant experience. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Except without the lifetime of crippling debt. Oh, don't get me started on that. I had a bad email last Friday. Oh, no. The tax man's oh, come no. off. Um, I guess stay tuned for... Uh, for crippling uh, debt. Yeah. Uh, Good luck with that. <laughs> but it sort of it relishes in this humour of campus. Like, there's a bunch of clubs you can join. Oh, sorry, at, at university. Like, there's a bunch of clubs you can join... And, but it is sort of centered on the, the American style system with like sort of you pay your tuition money and then you live on campus, you make your best friends and you fuck off. Um, so you can set up like clubs for your people to make friends with. You can set up individual sort of like areas and scenery things where people can either make friends with themselves or, or like there's, I think there's like a, a couple sort of things. So if you put, um, like heart shaped things down, people couple up and then you eventually unlock a, it's a, a two person jumping bed. And it's like, it's pretty strange, but it's obviously implied it's for sex, but because it's like a E for everyone game, it's like, what else can people do on a bed except for jump on it? And I'm like, oh, that's pretty fucking bit on the nose. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. If you, if people do like roller coaster tycoon or those type of games, you probably will enjoy this as well. I'm not really sure if if I had bought this game at full price, I'd probably be a bit, oh, is that sort of it? Because it is, on the face of it, there isn't much depth to it. It's, uh, if you're, I, the, the, the students you've got have a need, it's easy to address that need. Like it's, it's not like as if there's something in the background that's like, oh, if you're putting food too close to your bathroom, there's going to be a cross-contamination thing. It's just more like they've got a food need, they've got a bathroom need, sort it out however you want. Uh, 
there is a bit of a, like a attractiveness of the campus that sort of comes into play. But unless you've got like rocks in your head, that's pretty much just don't overload the rooms with too much stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much more I can probably rant on it for a bit longer, but it is very much a business simulator. It is pretty good. I would be pretty... If someone paid for this full price, I'd be like, all right, that's, that's, uh, that's good on you, I guess. But I've only played it because it's on Game Pass. And I did hear a lot of good things about its prequel, uh, Two Point Hospital. And I thought this would be pretty good. It's sort of like a, haven't played a business simulator game like this for a while. And it's, it's, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm having a fun time. I'm sort of at the point where I think I've gotten like, 12 campuses to three star and I think there's a total of 15 so I'm at the tail end of it I don't really expect it to do anything different um yeah any questions thanks for listening to my Stephen talk <laughs> uh I I don't know is it yeah but um, it's one of those it's one of those games like it is exactly what you think it is yeah, so so that that's kind of the thing, right? So I I think of like business simulator simulatory games, and I think of uh like Zoo Tycoon, Roller Coaster Tycoon, that kind of thing. But the whole uh draw of a game like that is like building out the theme park, building out the zoo. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know if building out a university sounds that fun. But is that kind of what it's going for? That is what it's going for. Like it is very uh, tongue in cheek with like the different courses it offers. Like it offers like there's a night school where like yeah literally training to become like a, a knight of the realm. There's wizard school where you learn like spells and potions and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's like a clown school if you're de- so desperate for that classy you want to play for it. It's it's very. I can't tongue-in-cheek. believe you slipped that in. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> it is yeah it, it is. It's more fun than what you think managing a university campus would be. Like you can sort of organize parties as well, but it's just sort of like you press a button to organize an event and that's sort of it. And they get a, a boost of happiness and that sort of thing. Do, do you get to drop students into debt that takes them 20 years to pay back? Or No, you don't, you don't get to do that, unfortunately. Um, so it's but- not very realistic then? Well, to, to be honest, the students pay the the tuition fees and then they leave. It doesn't really follow their journey to getting a job or anything. Um, but you can get to a sort of state where like if students are really unhappy, they refuse to pay their fees. And then it's like, oh, you've got to fix them up. And it's like, I'm not going to fix them up. I'm just going to expel them. Because if they've got really <laughs> low happiness, they're dragging the average down. Fuck you. See you later. Um, <laughs> so like an episode of The Simpsons where they're like, we need to improve the average IQ. And then they just like get rid of the dumbest students. <laughs> Yeah, and they, yeah, they, they, they like take out like a Bart's and Nelson um, at Millhouse, I think, and a couple of other students and take him out on a field trip just <laughs> while everyone else is doing tests. Yeah, so they don't tip the test. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 fairly good game. If you're into business simulators, I'd recommend checking it out through Game Pass. I don't think it has the depth or necessarily the... Replayability isn't the word. It's it's more about like the the campaigns that I'm doing are pretty much the levels are essentially the same thing. They've just got different flavors to them. Like in the night school, you've got to make sure that your knights have enough area outside. 
it's if you've got Game Pass, you're living the dream because it came out on release on Game Pass, and I'm once again Game Pass. Mwah. But at the same time, I think the asking price is like sixty dollars, and I do not think it is worth the sixty dollars. Um, but then, at the same time, I've probably put twenty twenty five hours into it so far, and I've had a, I've had a good time. But I get to about like I'll play it on the weekend sometime for about an hour, and I'm like, okay. I'm sort of done and I'll put it down. And there are times when it's like I'm sort of waiting for uh, like an average to go up or for a certain amount of classes to run. So I'll like just put it on three times speed, put the controller down, play my phone. Oh, look, it makes made the noise. I've got three stars. Yay, time for the next one. <laughs> it sounds like um, a mobile game. And, and in some aspects it is. And, and probably something that I don't want to talk about because it makes me look like the fool that I am is that this is a business simulator game that involves a lot of clicking and going through menus. I'm playing that on a controller. Um, <laughs> and it, it does work in a certain sense. Uh, and now that I've gotten the hang of it, I know I press the X button, uh, the right bumper four times, and then I'd go left and I'm in like the, the campus overview menu. And, and that's, I sort of gotten that, it's just a, essentially a hotkey with extra steps. Uh, and it, it does sort of if you're it, pressing every key. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's twenty hotkeys at once. I, I, I think I think the word you're looking for is macro, but it's not even a recorded macro. It's just yeah, no, it's doing not. like five or six you're button presses. It. It's a it's a borderline like muscle memory, stage. baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, and it's sounds it's like you need start, a mouse and keyboard for your Xbox. Oh, I think it supports it at the moment, so maybe I should have gotten one. But at the same time, I'm sure I, it does. Yeah, oh, yeah, I get the wireless one out. But at the same time, like it's. It was a bit frustrating at the beginning because it doesn't really tell you how to get to certain areas. It says, oh, just click here. But you're not really given uh, a cursor for the menus. You have to, like, press a button to go it into the menu. It was designed for PC and then ported to Xbox and they never bothered to change anything. <laughs> it, it's, it sort of feels like it's obviously designed for mouse and keyboard and they've tried to do a, it's like the a controller bots. support, but they haven't done it in, like, an intuitive way. Like, they were like, oh, we want to put it on with controllers, but we don't want it just to port over like a mouse. So they've tried to be like, oh, you can press the buttons, do this, this, and this. And then you're limited by the, the buttons and the triggers. And it's like, oh, what are we doing here? Just give me a fucking pointer. And again, it gets a bit janky as well. Like if you're trying to go like three or four levels down, it sometimes sort of forgets where you are and doesn't tell you, oh, hey, you're actually don't have a prerequisite for this room and it's just sort of like you can't get out of this venue now and I'm like, let me get out of it. And it's like, oh, okay, I didn't put a door on it and everybody's stuck inside. But yeah. All right then. Uh, so I reckon it's a solid 7 out of 10, to be honest. That was pretty good. Yeah, like I'm having, having fun. What if you paid $60 for it? I didn't pay $60. Yeah, but what if you did? Would the score change? Uh, probably not, actually, to be honest. I'd probably just... See, maybe this is a discussion for another, another deep dive. The money I pay up front shouldn't really impact the score in the game. I'm just a lot happier with the game. What do you mean? It absolutely it should. absolutely does. Yeah, yeah. See, see, that's why I, I said pay $700 or... Well, actually, if I pay $500 for a Harry <laughs> Potter game and don't get all the content, <laughs> then well, yeah, I'm not going to enjoy that $300 for a God game. of War game where you don't get the physical G disc. Mm. G, G, Josh, and Seth, that seems like oddly specific numbers and games to bring up. Uh, something you want to tell us? No. No, I've ranted enough about it. <laughs> but that would, that would definitely affect my score. Same as if a game was like $5, and I'm like, wow, this is like, you know, like indie games is a great example. Hades, 
Hades was like 30 bucks. And that's one of the yeah. best games I've played in years. Yeah. 100%, 100%, 100% you... affected the score as well. Uh, no, I paid $350 for Final Fantasy 15. I still would have paid it as much as if I paid 10. I wouldn't have paid $10. $350. For <laughs> Jesus, big fella. Imagine um, paying yeah. more than the Final Fantasy game number. That's li- <laughs> 15. <laughs> I, will enjoy, one, pay- really I will enjoy playing Final Fantasy 7 for $7. I got Type 0 for like $5 and it was not worth that. <laughs> so I guess because it's, it's Obviously you zero, needed to just Type zero. 0. Yeah, exactly. I needed to get it for free before hey, I would have enjoyed it. What can I say? They call me the ideas, man. <laughs> Rat, I'm the ideas. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the too long didn't listen. 7 out of 10. Business Simulator on Game Pass. It's pretty good. Thumbs up. Wow. Good uh, chat. Dabs. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Refuses to elaborate, even though we elaborated for 16 minutes. Um, thank you 16 for that. 16 minutes. All right, man, you guys should have stopped me. Walks in, elaborates, stays. <laughs> <laughs> won't, won't leave despite our best efforts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Walks in, elaborates, everyone else leaves. <laughs> yeah. get, get, gets domesticated. What a strange uh, thing to say. Cool. Uh, right. Uh, at this point, we have a crossroads. Uh, do we want to talk about XP grinding, or do we want Josh to elaborate on his week? Open. Nah, to the I've got really nothing to say about Tarkov, so... Okay, cool. So, XP grind discussion we shall have. So, uh, all of this basically stems from kind of two things that came up. One, I, I saw something on, I think it might have been Alpharad... It was definitely Alpharad reference. Oh, no, that's exactly what it was. It was Alpharad. Uh, it was his video on how easy it is to do a Nuzlocke, which was kind of a video response to Pokemon Challenges, which is a different YouTube channel. Uh, and in that, he talked about how he, after having done it, was now a fan of having infinite rare candies for Nuzlocke Challenges. So we'll come back to that. The second part was that uh, as of recording this, we had the Scarlet Violet trailer last night slash this morning, as I mentioned. And during that, they talked about auto battles, how you can just send your Pokemon out and it'll just go and battle and earn XP and items and basically do the grind for you. But you don't have to be sitting there watching it. You can go and do other things, uh, which I guess is a similar mechanic to like AFK Arena and all the other sort of like mobile games of, hey, we get that your time's valuable. Why don't you just grind, but grind on the off time? So the question for the group, I have typically been someone who prides themselves on the sheer amount of time that I can devote to something. What I mean by that is um, I, without any kind of like good Masuda ditto or anything else, always prided, prided, prode, prided, prude, prayed. I always prayed myself on uh, being able to just like, (laughs) Uh, put enough time into Pokemon to just breed good Pokemon. Like the the real like five IV, nice nature, nice egg moves, that type of shit. And it kind of threw me because Alfred's video came out probably a couple of weeks ago now. Definitely a couple of weeks ago now. And it never really occurred to me of if you're doing a Nuzlocke, the challenge of the Nuzlocke isn't how many levels you can grind through. It's the challenge of uh, skill, basically, within a battle. And ideally you want to remove things like the advantage that you could have from a level cap. And so to that end, uh, Pokemon Challenges is a big advocate of just putting infinite rare candies into Nuzlocke mods. And Alpharad, at least as of his video, is is also a fan of that. So 
I guess the question that I have to the group is grinding is often a mechanic in video games where you put in time and you get out uh, usually just kind of like a higher number type stat. But I've, I've sort of, I, I used, if you'd asked me this two weeks ago, after seeing the, the Alpha Red Pokemon Challenges video, I'd be like, oh no, fuck no. Like grinding, grinding is still, is still my thing. Like I, I much prefer to grind than, than take the coward's approach of just getting infinite rare candies. But now I'm not so sure because it seems like even um, Game Freak is also embracing that way by introducing things like the auto battle. So I, I kind of want this to be more of like a deep dive into like the mechanics of or like, like how, how a grind mechanic in video games works and like at, at what sort of examples it's a useful thing, what sort of examples things, uh, what sort of examples it's, it's not so useful. And this doesn't even have to be about Pokemon, by the way. Like I, uh, I'm weirdly proud. I don't really understand why I'm proud of this, but I am quite proud that in Borderlands 2 and uh, 3, and then to a lesser extent, Tiny Tina's, when I make a new character, I have that character grinding to the highest level. And in Borderlands 2, that looked like just fighting the bunker, which is just some boss mm, over was... and over and over again, just for the XP. Similar in Borderlands 3, just fighting some, find, finding, basically finding a pattern that gives me XP and just optimizing that route and doing it until it's Zenith to just get that sweet, sweet XP for that number to go up. But I, I don't know. Part, part of me is wondering if, if maybe that's not the right way to approach things. So uh, I guess I'll open up the floor because I don't really have a, a structured discussion outside of this. And I don't really want to throw it to people that aren't ready. But uh, does anyone have any thoughts on this? Has anyone been thinking about this? Or am I just, am I just completely off base? No, I, I thought about it as well when I saw that auto-battling feature that we'll talk more about in the news section. Uh, I think because we're incredibly vague on what those details actually are, uh, whether it is essentially for grinding or if it's just like a tool to find items or the EV train or something. Um, personally, I think uh, if you have to grind in a video game, it is artificially bloating the timeline in how it takes to uh, finish the game. Like if there's like an unfair level jump and you have to grind and you have to go out of your way to make sure you reach the level that I think is, it's quite unfair. It's, halting your progress to do a mundane, tedious task where, like, my life outside of video games is tedious and boring and I don't want to grind when I'm having fun playing video games. It's probably a different... Dis kind of disagree with that, so, but go on. Well, wait, so, 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 within, so within that vein, Steve, you're saying that if, if you had infinite rare candies that you would, you would use those and you would just level whatever you wanted up to whatever level it needed to be. Is that, is that where, where you're at? Yes, but having infinite rare candies cheapens the experience because then you can just over level and then uh, what's the point? What are you doing? There's no challenge there. So, okay, like so, a, so, that, so even, even that's interesting, right? Because I, I, I agree. I think fundamentally that's where my position is. But I don't, I don't really know where that line is. So where's that line for you? Because I agree, infinite rare candies does cheapen it. But at the same time, grinding for grinding's sake is too much. So there has to be a line somewhere in there. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not asking you to define where the line is. But what sort of thing would you look for in an XP mechanic where it feels grindy or like it feels challenging but rewarding? And, and where would it feel either too cheap or too grindy? So, the only way I can probably quantify it 
is if you're probably playing your, your stock standard RPG, not just Pokemon, if you're playing even a JRPG of some description, and if you're doing the main story, you should be able to complete the entire game without getting stuck because an enemy is five or ten levels above you if you're only doing the main story. There are sort of questions around if, like, if there are side stories, maybe you should be able to be doing um, side stories and sort of extra content to sort of uh, not pad it out, but to give you more experience or different gear or equipment. And that's probably a, another part of this discussion as well. If you're just talking about leveling one thing where it's your Pokemon or your character, that is one thing. But if there's levels or different equipment you can put up, it's also different. So in Pokemon, you've got your levels and that's all fine and good. But if you've got like a level 50 Charizard that only knows Scratch and Growl, you're not really going anywhere. You still need to essentially learn new moves. And that's a different part of the discussion as well. Um, but Josh, I, th- I can almost feel your rage boiling over to a point. Um, not really, to be honest. I, I'm in two, two minds about this. And okay, so in, in what you would consider to be a traditional Nuzlocke, catching one uh, Pokemon in the first route, whatever, like just purely in terms of Pokemon stuff, I think that the rare candies are overkill. I don't think you should have them. But in the games that I've played and a lot of the Nuzlocke that I enjoy, uh, there's a level cap. And that level cap is whatever the highest level Pokemon the gym leader has. Um, or is it the lowest? It really depends on which kind of Nuzlocke you're doing. But you, basically, you can't go above the gym leader's level of the Pokemon that you get, that's next up on the route. So pretty much every single Nuzlocke that I've played and enjoyed or watched other people play, they'll use rare candies to get whatever Pokemon they need up to that. Because otherwise they're grinding and it's literally just dead time. Same thing as like grinding for money so that you can buy TMs, whatever. It's like at the end of the day, the game's not about that. It's about how how hard can because the ones that I've played are it's about how heavily hard you get hit and keep no. moving forward. <laughs> no, the the, the like kind thing, of speaking of specifically custom ROMs, right? So custom ROMs usually have difficulty tweaks. And the ones that I like are bullshittingly hard. Very, very, very hard. Um, that's funny, so that's the same difficulty you chose for life, I think. Is that, is I think that right? so, yeah. yeah. No, okay. no, it isn't. But like, so it's like Pokemon Radical Red or Emerald Kaizo, if you've never played one of those ROMs before, will beat you into the ground. Um, so for those kind of games where it's like, whatever, it's literally about the skill of the battle and knowing how things are going to play out, almost like competitive Pokemon almost, then... I, don't, I think the grind is literally just a complete waste of time. If you're talking about grinding in a standard Pokemon game or a standard JRPG, then even then, I, I think the grind is necessary to an extent, but only as long as it continues the story. If you're doing main story and you're grinding via doing the main story, or you even have to do side content that is interesting and engaging, then that's fine. As long as the game is still... like tight enough that you're not over leveling or under leveling if you're doing or not doing that side content or whatever i think in this needs to be almost like a closed loop like things like final fantasy 10 where you can continue fighting things and gain levels all you want but they have certain keystones that are in the way so you can't actually get the new abilities that are really going to make you that much stronger so you're really kind of hard limited at that point in the story until you continue i think that like a milestone mechanic almost like dnd how you have like milestone mechanics, um, you know, if you choose to use them. I think that that's a good system, but it's uh, it's really hard to say because it really depends on the game. 
so so let, let's let's just let's just take a sec there and then, and then i'll throw it to you Seth, in, in, a, in a minute but uh within that so the interesting part to me is that it sounds like you're you're on board with the idea of infinite rare candies if there's a level cap but if there's um, not a level cap the infinite rare candies would become cheap and that's interesting for me I'll, I'll let you respond in a sec that's interesting for me because to me that says if i have less grinding to do I would rather skip it entirely. But if I have more grinding to do, then having a shortcut would be cheap. Is that is that kind of what you were going for, or am I or am I misinterpreting? Pretty much. Like if if the if the mods were for Pokemon that I was talking about were modded to the point where if I beat a gym leader, my Pokemon immediately level to whatever the next level cap is, and I just choose the moves as they level up or whatever, and choose where the stats go for EVs. That's perfectly fine with me because I'm not playing the game for you know. The, the grinding or the walking through routes or whatever I'm playing it because I want to do the really hard battles game at that point yeah, yeah exactly that's, that's I, like I you're do... missing half the fun like so half... for a standard yeah. game yes but for the for the difficulty hacks no I, I'm playing it because I want to do the hard battles and the things that are like okay well I need this type of Pokemon with these type of status moves and you know I need to focus on like what's my win condition and build a team around that kind of stuff so that's the stuff that I really enjoyed around that but the grinding just takes away from it. Like, what's the point in me grinding money uh, so that I can buy a TM or um, grinding on certain Pokemon for EVs? I would rather just pay for the EV, like what you can in Radical Red. You just go, I want this EV at the Pokemon Center, and they just put it on your Pokemon. Um, or yeah, I want to have, a, I don't know, you know a, a Jolly Pokemon because I need this extra uh, stat boost. So, okay, cool, swap it to Jolly. Don't have to go out and catch 40 more Pokemon. Why, why bother doing that grind? If I can just swap it and then I can just get straight into the next battle, that's that's enough for me. That's exactly what I want. But if you're talking about a, a regular game where your your quest through the world and your story is there, then obviously that just cheapens the experience and ruins what that is. That's not what the game's about. It's not a hard so, game. So for you, it's based on the objective of the gameplay loop that you're currently in. Exactly, yeah. If, if grinding so, does not add to that in any way, then the grinding should not be in the game. So does... Grind, actually, you know what, no, first I'll throw it to Seth. Seth, what are you going to say? Yeah, so um, with grinding, it's kind of like a poor push and pull um, sort of relationship where, um, so I, I mostly agree with um, that if you're just doing the main story, then the main story itself should be leveling you enough to the point where you shouldn't have too much difficulty. Maybe, maybe a little bit of grinding or... Um, you can be a little underleveled, but still pass if you're using the correct strategies to get through it. Um, I I find that being within like a five level range of uh, um the next obstacle is about the good limit in most games. Like where so if you're five levels underneath the boss, but you're still able to um use your move sets and tool sets to overcome the challenge. And that's still pretty. That's still a pretty good, fair amount of um leeway, um, but when it comes to um like needing needing to grind to progress the story because it's just done a jump out of nowhere, I find that kind of annoying. But in other in other games as well, I find that the grind as part of the gameplay loop can be very fun and rewarding. Like um, moving away from um RPGs for a moment. Uh, we go to Monster Hunter, where the whole gameplay loop is fight this uh, grind against a monster, get its parts, 
keep grinding until you get its uh, rare drops so you can make like a full armor set or a full weapon set and now you're big and strong and you can take on the next big monster to do the exact same loop. That entire game is based around grinding and uh, it's an enjoyable sort of um, uh, gameplay loop. Also with um, the Devil May Cry games, uh, the um, uh, you not necessarily necessarily grinding, but um, you, every time you kill enemies or you do well in a level, you get more points which you can spend to increase your move pull or increase how well some of your moves um, are working, like extending the range on certain attacks or making certain attacks deal a little bit more damage or extending the time that they're out. Um, it's all working towards like this loop of um, you're slowly progressing and getting new tools to play with all through basically an XP system and it all kind of comes together into a into something that is supposed to be a loop that feels good to do and i find that if you took that away and you just had all the tools right off the uh, off the bat or you just have every weapon and armor sets then it's not as enjoyable to do those sort of things and the same can happen with rpgs where it's like doing it in rpgs it's a push and pull like i said um I find if you can just do the story, um, have a little bit of a challenge, but not too much going through the story, it's fine. And add some grinding so that like, you get your big number goes up to go fight the big number bosses because you want to do that. You want to hit, some people want to hit the level cap and go smash their head against something that's basically an immovable wall until they can find a strategy that works around that. And that's all well and good as well. And part of that is grinding to get up to that point and uh, learning all uh, the different uh, skills and stat bonuses and everything throughout the game. So the, there's, there's one aspect to, to this that uh, is interesting because I don't think any one of you has really sort of touched on. So when I gave the Borderlands 2 example in terms of me liking to grind characters to max level, uh, part of it is that I, I guess I... I think there probably is a part of me that just enjoys finding a pattern, optimizing that pattern, and then reaping the rewards of the optimized pattern, which is just the, the grind uh, loop. But uh, for me, there's also a draw in, uh, it's really hard to put this into words. It's not a gatekeeper feeling, but it's the idea that, uh, let's say, because I have all of these characters at max level on Borderlands 2, that if Let's say, just because it sort of happened organically last week, Josh wanted to play Borderlands 2 briefly. There is an innate feeling of joy that I get knowing I have all of these different characters at max level so that I have the flexibility to slot into whatever strategy I want to form with friends. And the reason I bring this up is because this takes the, the um, onus on... Instead of it being a single player, I don't want to grind or I do want to grind because of the gameplay feedback loop. Part of the enjoyment in grinding for me is the idea that when I get to the end of it, I have the flexibility or I have achieved something that is ordinarily harder for people to do such that I reap the rewards from having done it compared to people that I play with. And that Borderlands 2 is an easy example just because grinding to 72 is like the, the the level cap or at least the level cap as of the sanctuary dlc i think it might even be higher now it might be 75 or something but um grinding to a particular level cap 
is fun for me knowing that I then have the flexibility to to use whatever I want because I've I've done it all. Uh, that's also the same with Deep Rock Galactic and other class-based games where uh, I will go out of my way to level up an underlevel class just for that flexibility. And and it's weird to me because the onus then isn't on me enjoying it as the single player experience. It's the uh, the perceived enjoyment I would get if I played it in multiplayer with someone else. And the second part, so so one, I'd like to get everyone's thoughts on that. The second part is that if you think about a game like Ratchet and Clank, particularly Ratchet and Clank 2, because for some reason that's the one that's, that's on my mind, um, they give you upgrades if you use a particular weapon a lot. And I think that, I think we'd all agree that getting a perk for using a particular weapon a lot is ordinarily a good thing. But what I'd be curious to get from the group is whether knowing that that is a system in place, whether you would go out of your way to level up weapons you wouldn't ordinarily touch specifically because you know that if you use them enough, you'd upgrade them. Because I, again, as a point of pride, and this is a single player game, so there's no onus on the flexibility multiplayer point that I made earlier, that if I do it all in single player and maximize each weapon proficiency and upgrade each weapon to ultra, that, uh, or rather, if I, if I play through the game and have the option to upgrade weapons to ultra, I will go out of my way to, as soon as I, as soon as the weapon that I am using hits ultra, I will swap that weapon to any other weapon, just because as soon as I hit a point where the, the enemy that I kill could either be with a weapon and the XP goes nowhere because it's already max level, or goes somewhere and it's not max level and it levels up, that to me is also an XP or grinding mechanic, and that is also interesting to me because if I never had that option, I would never use some of these weapons, but at the same time, as soon as this is, uh, this, is, this is introduced, the weapons that I want to use most suddenly become weapons that I can't use because it's an efficiency trade-off that I'm not willing to make. So uh, both of those points, I think, also factor in, into this discussion, and I, I'd be curious to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, Ratchet and Clank is a very good example because I do that, base, I, I do that with all the Ratchet games as well. Um, I usually I end up using a blaster for a lot of the run and that gets uh, maxed out very early in the game. And so I'll um I'll do I'll start using other weapons like the bombs I'm not a big fan of, but uh using the blaster the XP is going to go nowhere, so I might as well use the bombs and level those up. I also just mm. find in general that Ratchet and Clank has a lot of fun guns to use. So I'm always in a gameplay loop in that game where I'm just switching things out. So everything's kind of getting the XP boost that they need. And uh, again, um, that, uh, that quest line of these things are slowly upgrading as you're playing the game. And uh, once you reach uh, the Zenith point for them and uh, they max out to their next level and they get that big uh, change and bonus, it feels like a big reward for investing so much XP into them. Uh, with the Borderlands example, though, I'm kind of on the mind that if I'm playing that type of game, I want to be on the same level as the person I'm playing with. So if it like Borderlands specifically, I'll want to do a fresh run with someone and we both start at level one and make we make our way through the game together and both level yeah, up yeah, along yeah, the yeah, same no, path. I, I, I 100% get that point. I'm more thinking... Uh, uh, 
one one of our friends is probably a good example for this because he, he and I played Borderlands at the 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 post game before they introduced the Sanctuary DLC before Borderlands three. But we we played through the post game together, and there were a couple times where uh, he would only have one or two characters at level seventy two, and so he would be locked to to two out of six. Yeah, two out of six characters to play, and we would we would uh, strategize and theorize like, okay, if only we had someone. At, at the with a character like this at this level that that would really help the team or that would really benefit the strategy right so right this comes not, more as an end game thing yeah so it's it's not about it's not about the the disparity in in getting to the end game because i agree starting a fresh account makes sense in that sense it's for some reason i quite enjoy having the flexibility from having grind gr- ground grand grand from having grand <laughs> through that. all the characters to a particular max (laughs) 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 to to a particular level because for me that opens up all these different strategic possibilities and that even though that relies on other people still factors into why i'm more than willing to to grind in the single player sense even though that is for a multiplayer goal yeah yeah no i completely um... get that and i 100 percent agree with that um I'm kind oh. of in this, doing the same thing in Stranger of Paradise when I'm playing that. I get as many classes as I can maxed out because just having the flexibility of the different classes and being able to um, use any of their toolkits in a single player or multiplayer fashion in the end game just opens up the game's uh, um, flexibility so much. I think that would, it is... Uh, yeah, Anything from you, Steve? Oh, um, yeah on how much fun you're playing the gameplay loop. Excuse me. Um, it seems like you're having, like you love the, just like myself, a true, uh, yeah. The, the Sigma you do grind like set. the yes. loop of Borderlands 2. And I think I've done something very similar. I think one of the achievements was for Borderlands 2 when I was trying to hunt those, was like reach that max level. And it got to a point where it's like, okay, the only really thing you can do is that end game raid essentially is what it is yeah raid ra- yeah, ra- ra- is a essentially the last thing yeah. you can do and i probably did do it like i set myself in a routine of like i'd put on some music or a podcast and i'd do it for like half an hour an hour and like, all right cool i'll come back to it tomorrow and it i did enjoy it for a while but then it just got tiring and it's just like okay it's the same thing i'm done and maybe that's because i was playing it by myself it's a bit different but if you do like the loop and you do enjoy that grind like as much as I hate the fact that I've had to grind in games before, I have had to grind, grind in games before, whether because I'm overleveled or I need a, a rare item that is a 1% drop rate for some bullshit achievement that I'm hunting. I have done it before. <laughs> yeah, Monsanto, don't get me started on um, After this. The Kingdom Hearts games all have a get to level yeah, 99 trophy. God. And Chain of Memories Even, is a yo, very bad yo, game yeah. to get to 99 in. Even even uh, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale had a get get a character to max level, and that was for each of the Jesus characters. Uh, I don't think it was yeah. max because max Maybe was max. nine 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 hundred nine nine in that game. I think it was like get to fifty as a character. Well, I anyway, think it was hundred, but like and enough that enough that looking at the list, you'd be like, yeah, that would be a lot of work. Yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't. But, uh, the, yeah. Get help. Yeah. I, I genuinely <laughs> enjoyed that game. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not as good as Smash Brothers, but it was a it was a fun alternative for a little bit. Okay, okay, so so that that's a good distinction, right? That that's a really good distinction right there. So in Pokemon, uh, 
maybe this is me coming to the conclusion while we're recording this, but should actually be kind of sick. So uh, it, it seems like, because I, I think I broadly agree with what's been said. If the gameplay loop isn't about what the grinding achieves, then the grinding is superfluous and it would be much mm-hmm. easier to skip it, such as with the red candies thing. But I suspect, maybe maybe you can speak to this, Seth, because it was sort of your point, that uh, something like PlayStation or Sus Battle Royale is a good example where the grind also ideally will help skill you up in that game where if you are grinding each of these characters to level 50 100 pick one whatever whatever the 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 number is that the expectation is you would be fairly well skilled at using that character where let's say the borderlands 2 example there's the flexibility that i get from having the multiplayer effect with other people but me grinding the bunker over and over again for xp isn't upskilling my ability to play the game, whereas something like Monster Hunter would, right? Because mm-hmm. if I'm grinding for that 1% drop, I would hope that I'm getting better at fighting the monster that I'm fighting for that 1% drop. Maybe that's the link that I'm missing. I think, yeah. It, so one example that springs to my mind very recently is uh, a new Diablo 3 season started. And I always play the new season. I don't know why. Well, wait, 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 wait. You're not I playing Diablo to... Immortal? No. Um, so, <laughs> what, you don't have a um, phone? <laughs> Fuck. No, so <laughs> Diablo 3 as now a that's game. That's a grind. Right? <laughs> Diablo 3 as a game. Diablo in general is literally just a grind. The entire game is grinding. You'll grind for items, you'll grind for EXP, all, you'll grind all for games are really grinding. You grind for yeah. really things. Exactly. Items, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all, all of that. So, so, so why do you do it? What, what, is, what is enticing so you to do it? So that's the thing, right? So there, there is the leaderboard mechanic, which exists, which people grind for. And then there is the, I want to be the absolute strongest I can possibly be with X items, X uh, EXP level, whatever, Paragon levels that you, you're using. And that's the initial grind that I enjoy because that increases my enjoyment of the gameplay loop. So each season I will start and I will very rapidly hit the top like 100 worldwide in the leaderboard because I've, I've done this so often, right? So I'll skyrocket up through there. I know exactly what items I need. And even though I've done it, you know, dozens of times, I still enjoy it. Because I'm watching, you know, numbers go up, gameplay loop get faster, more enjoyable. It becomes about like reaction time and skill. And then there'll be a point where I teeter off after about a, you know, three or four days or week of playing, where um, you know, I've I've gone quite high in the leaderboards. I know what I need to do to go further up if I want to crack like top ten or whatever. And I I don't want to do that grind because that grind is no longer increasing the gameplay loop. It is literally doing the same loop over and over and over again, which becomes like just a slog fest. Like it's just you're no longer improving and actively gaining skill or anything else. You're you're staying at a level where you're making very minor adjustments, and that's just not fun anymore. And that's the problem with I think having the like a grind in a game, and then having a true grind. Like if you're actually if you're grinding because you're achieving something and you're continually getting better, it's fine. But if you're grinding for 100 EXP to level up a Pokemon and you need to kill 40 of them to jump, to go up one level in an area, fuck it off. Like, you just don't need it. If you're like, <laughs> it's just, it's so just is, redundant at that point. Is, is the Diablo grind of you getting the strongest that you could ever possibly be in single player, is that single player or is that feeding into my like multiplayer so, slash being able to play with other people at a high level idea? So that's definitely the other part of it. So I enjoy doing the the... Uh, quote-unquote single-player grind of Diablo 
where I am just doing my own loops. I'm, I'm focusing on what items I need. I'm doing whatever I need to do. But I mostly do, like, so I do one season, or I do the season every time with a friend, and we both level up at the same time. We both drop each other gear that we might need because you can share the loot between whoever's in the party. Um, we'll both sort of go up the levels at the same time, go up, chase the same achievements, chase the same ch season goals that we need to hit. And it's fun because it's a multiplayer experience. I would still enjoy it by myself, but because we play hardcore, uh, if one of us dies, then we need to restart everything we did, we did from that season, which is kind of rough. But having a max level character that can do max level, um, you know, the max difficulty stuff means that I can very easily boost him up and run him through that stuff if his character does die so that we can get him back up on his feet and vice versa. It, would, it requires both of us to die to truly end the season, which does happen. But <laughs> it's, it's rare, but like those moments where it's like, oh, cool, you know, no worries. I can give you a hand. I can save you 10 hours of time or whatever. Um, there'll be people talking in like the, the main chat for Diablo, like, hey, you know, um, I died. Can someone give me a hand? And it becomes like a social experience again. That, that grind becomes almost worth it, but then that's very short-lived. So it's, yeah, I, I don't really know how that fits in. If I'm grinding because I want to do something for a multiplayer experience, it's not as much of a grind for me, but that's, I think that's more just, you have another goal, as if like you, you, know, you, you were leveling, you were increasing skills, you were doing whatever. It's just another goal to add to the list. If your only objective is, I want to be stronger, I want to be faster, it's not enough, I think. Look, at the end of the day, as long as you're sort of, it's a grind you can have fun with as opposed to a grind that's a chore is probably the differentiation. That's probably why the grind. Yeah, and exactly. I'm telling you, fellas, please, I'm just expressing my opinions. But Monsanto, for me, <laughs> I find that game is, you get to a point and it's like, <laughs> okay, this is literally a grind and it's a chore. And it gets to a point where it's like, okay, the random number generator didn't, feed me the correct number, I'm getting an item I can't use. And that's just like, uh, yeah. Well, to an extent, yeah, but there's also like almost what I call a pity mechanic in Monsanto the games these days, where if you don't get something, you, you can basically craft that 1% or 3% drop item. Yeah, that's true. It, that is. But, but I want um, the equipment so now. It, it, it kind of fixes that grind problem yeah, that, that, that game it's, it's still the idea of Monsanto is to kill monsters to get better gear, to kill monsters to get better gear. But all games are a grinder. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're describing Monster Hunter, yes. Yes, but the difference is that you'll start with weaker monsters and you will theoretically get better and better and better with your weapon and you'll build better armor with better skills and start learning how to stack things better. But by the time you face an enemy at the end that is like a, you know, a, a quote-unquote end game boss, then that, that monster would have been insurmountable for your, for your start, not just because of gear, but because of skill cap, because of um, like abilities that you didn't have. So you're, you're actively gaining throughout that entire game as you progress. So it's obviously if you've played once under games before with the same weapon, etc., then it's only small adjustments you need to make, but it is there. It's, it's, there's more than just grinding for items in Monster Hunter. It's a grinding mm. of like skill as well. Yeah, that's true. Con conscious of time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up here. But uh, best and worst grind mechanics uh, in games. Anyone got uh, any standouts for best or worst? Idle mechanics. Yeah, they're definitely worst. the worst. They can be mitigated though by Which? like double double or triple time Idle mechanic. speed. Um, <laughs> like if you have to grind levels up and you can hit a button, like Final Fantasy X, the HD remake of that is a fantastic example because you can put things on. It's like. I uh, think it's double, triple, or quadruple speed. 
Cool. So when I said any standouts and you spent 60 seconds talking about Final Fantasy X, yes. what you meant Sorry, to say I was Final Fantasy Sorry, I played in the mechanic itself. Sorry, I played in the mechanic. Thank you for that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking for standout games in terms oh, of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking mechanics. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's why I said idle mechanics. Um, best and worst games for grinding for me. I think, I think the best game for me has to be Monsanto. Because the gameplay loop is the grind. Because if it wasn't, enjoyable. you'd feel real stupid for spending as many hours as you have. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, I think the worst game I've ever played for grind has probably got to be almost any MMO. Like, very, very specifically, a game called Redstone Online, which no one will know. But then closely following that would be like classic WoW almost. There is just grinding for the sake of grinding. And it just... It goes on for days, and there's no fun or enjoyment in any of it. So MMOs are very particularly like that because they just want to keep your sub. So anything, anything from you, Seth? Best or worst? Best, uh, Monster Hunter or Devil May Cry. Um, worst, I'm not too sure. Probably, probably anything mobile game related because so much of that is based around just give us money to avoid the grind. Yeah. Mm. Just, yeah. Common theme with that one. Uh, I, I, well, I probably agree. I can't, I can't think of other ones. Uh, in terms of standouts, Monster Hunter definitely up there. Borderlands. I don't, I don't really know if that's because of the granny mechanic or if it's just because the other parts of the Borderlands experience feed into why I enjoy the granny mechanic. Worst, it's just because it's in my mind. But uh, something like Pokemon Unite, where they give you in-game currency to use after and each game, limit it. Oh. but then they limit it on a on a time basis of you can only earn this much currency based on day or week or what have you. Yeah, time yeah the ones where people concept. like yeah. work out the map and it's like you need to constantly win for like a week straight still playing like six hours a day. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, those are all terrible. All yeah, it's, it's a very free-to-play thing in general. There was... There was a War Thunder thing that came out where it was like, you could literally play this every single day for 12 hours a day and do nothing but exceedingly well top of your team, and you would still not get the stuff that was in the free battle oh. without buying levels. It, it was like literally just impossible. Um, and the same thing happened with like, what was it, Battlefront 2? Yeah, with Darth Vader? yeah. Like that's, yeah, yeah. I, was th- I was waiting for someone to bring that up. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a pay game, which makes that worse. But like, it's- So that, that <sighs> one- that that one I don't necessarily count as a grinding mechanic because that, uh, I guess that was grinding to unlock it as an in-game yeah, thing. It is. Yeah, it is. Th- th- there are a few different issues that with that. It was in the game that you bought. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm happy to wrap the discussion up here. I I just think it's interesting because but so um fi- final thought. Yeah. Yes or no? Are you going to use the auto battle mechanic in Scarlet Violet? It's so, so, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I said it. I said my catchphrase. Yeah. I, we don't know really, we don't know the specifics of it. Um, yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, you send a Pokemon off in advance ahead of you, so it could be doing things like cancelling out wild battles, it's finding items, for, we know for sure. It, it could be used for a whole bunch of different things, so... I think they actually said that you can send it out so you can look for items while it does other things. Okay, maybe that's what it was. But it's... I don't, we don't know enough about it, but in short, I will use it if it's a mechanic required to do certain things, which in every Pokemon game, it, it, it'll be needed. You can probably only find certain evolution items or something like that. Um, so, yeah, oh, that'll be the way that you evolve a Pokemon you watch. It'll have to defeat X amount of auto battles. Um, but 
So will I use it if it's a required mechanic? Yes. Will that, I use how, it otherwise? That's how you Probably unlock, not. That, that, that's how you evolve your bike. Probably. I don't know. You make, yeah, you, that's you probably make right X amount things. of kilometers. Yeah, yeah. Or well, miles if you're, you know, from cool. the colonies. That's it. I'm going wow. for <laughs> uh, Yeah, so, similar boat. I, I just don't know enough about it, but I... I want to say no because I, I appreciate the grind and I've ground my way through a lot of other Pokemon games, but at the same time, is there a difference between finding a QR code with a Blissey base on it or just using infinite rare candies? Perhaps not. So I don't know. Mm. Interesting, interesting discussion. Uh thank you for that, everyone. That that concludes the 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 deep dive. Um yeah, lots of lots of interesting stuff to take away, for me at least. Uh, right. I guess that means we get to finish part one, uh, round the lounge for this week. Thank you to everyone for the discussion. And we get to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. And kicking us off this week, we have some Yakuza news. Can someone that has played any of the games tell me whether or not I should uh, you should. Yakuza this? games are... Uh, do you like RPGs? Um, it's just two of us. <laughs> Well, that, that depends, Seth. See, really, it comes down to what sort of grinding mechanics there are in there. See, actually, if no, apparently Yakuza 7 has like a really bad grinding section. Um, literally, to pad the game out. Allegedly, I haven't played it. It is on my list. Yeah, allegedly. I haven't played it either. All I know is that the game is basically Persona, but you're in the middle of your midlife crisis. And you're a Japanese Yakuza. <laughs> instead of being in high school. Okay, so let's say I'm in, I'm in the middle of my midlife crisis now. Does that make this news article more or less appealing yeah, 100% to me? more. I'd say it's the only news article you should be concerned about it in your entire life. Yeah. Okay, uh, explain how. Sweet and simple news. Um, it seems like that they're going to announce Yakuza 8 on September 14. There, there's going to be a short stream where um, the studio, the Ryugagotoku studio, does their um, presentation of new games. And it's very likely Yakuza 8. Yeah, there's 8 been some leaks that. that have been dropping around. Um. Right, the guy. Uh, you know I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, I'm very keen for this. There's been some leaks. I'm not going to spoil it. But it doesn't. Right. Like, even though no one's. It wasn't even a leak. They just it. shared it. The implication, I guess. Uh, but yeah, September 14, 1700 JST, which I think is an hour behind us. About yeah, eight, about nine o'clock for Will us. Will I be watching it? Mm-hmm. Will I be watching it? So. No. Will I be watching it? Yes. Really? Yeah. I, I, it's at an early enough time where I can catch it. Maybe edit the podcast. I can edit the podcast while I watch it. Actually, wait. Oh, okay, okay. It's a Wednesday, so it'll be before we record the podcast. You mean next week? When we're not recording. I'm not here anyway. (laughs) Bro, my corpse isn't even cold yet. Holy shit. This corpse is still talking. Anyway, next news story. Um, (laughs) Holy shit, a corpse. Speaking of corpses... (laughs) <laughs> no, I do this. <laughs> no, no, you know what? I'm kind of, I'm, I'm curious. I, I want to see where it goes. I want to, I want to unravel okay, so the Speaking of Steve, corpses continue. and how I was continuously made one in Elden Ring, um, the making an Elden an Elden Ring manga. <laughs> you know was. what? That was actually not that bad. It wasn't that bad. I expected worse, to be honest. <laughs> um, oh. I thought you were going to make a joke about how it's no longer the game of the year because Sonic was coming out. To be honest, only an insane person would say that. Okay, well, the insane person in the chat thinks that um, whatever the fucking shitty Final Fantasy game was called is the game of the year. Yeah, Stranger of Paradise is 100% the best game of the year. (laughs) Anyway, so there is an official Elden Ring manga coming, and it is a parody, allegedly. Yeah, Yeah, it is not 
it is not taking the game story or events seriously at all. It's not like a one-to-one -one what you'd kind of expect from a manga adaptation. They've decided to turn it into a comedy series. The the one thing I did expect from a manga adaptation, though, is that it looks a lot like yeah, Berserk. Well, Go figure. He's up it. Yeah. yeah. Considering Berserk was, like, you know, a very huge inspiration yeah. for the Soul series. <laughs> not that surprised. To the point where they just have weapons in there from the Berserk series. From Berserk, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure characters are designed after them as well. Wonder how many, yeah. But yeah, no. Taking taking the Elden Ring events and turning them into a comedy sounds like a pretty fun idea to do. The first two issues are called "You Thought This Would Be Serious, Didn't You?" and "Probably Maiden." <laughs> Very good. Oh, the translation I see says the second one is called "Likely Maiden." Also, for the record, um, the title of this is "Elden Ring: The Road to the Earth Tree." Hmm. If and you want you to go and look it up and read it. I will. Yes. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Speaking of Erd Tree, I heard something today uh, that would oh, probably get to it? Josh. He's always got a perfect where, fucking segue. Uh, He's always that got, got to me. Segue, doesn't he? <laughs> you got a lot to live up to. Oh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I can't segue it into anything that I care about in this next article because I really don't care that much about Hogwarts Legacy. But got to appreciate the, seg the, the segue for what it was. So um, have some Hogwarts legacy news. Uh, you get to uh, import your house and wand into the game because the link's with Pottermore, right? Or no, Pottermore was the old one. Know, is it uh, now? The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I, was, was, was it Pottermore? I be able to tell you. Yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. That was, yeah. So Pottermore and then Wizarding World and now part of Hogwarts I, legacy. Uh, so yay... Yay, account synchronization. Yay, I, giving I think my email address neat. so they can spam me. I think me. it's neat that, um, that you can make a house and things now and just import it when the game comes Slyther out. Slytherin bros, so we, we must rise up. We must bully everybody else. <laughs> that, that's just what I was about to get risen into. Up. What <laughs> do you mean? You've literally got an army <laughs> and the <laughs> evil dude in the head of it. Okay, everyone, house, oh, God, I house, can't house check and <laughs> oh, Patronus I'm, check I'm not and one check. Look, look, house check is the only thing that matters. Ones are literally like a dick measuring competition and Patronus is, I'm not going to use Patronus. <laughs> like, what am I going to shoot out? Definitely sounds like you're scared, of, scared that you I'm probably will. I've got a six incher. That's about, that's my magnum dump. <laughs> You know what? I actually saved oh, these pictures earlier. So let, let, let me get to it. Uh, so. Makes for great content. Hold on. Mine was Hufflepuff. I got a sparrow and I got a hornbeam. A sparrow. Uh, oh, that's right. Mine was like a. Um, I can't remember. I, I was like a. Dr Slytherin. You're, you're a Slytherin. Yeah, grass grass snake. Snake. With a pine yeah, wand. It's got like a phoenix core as well, I believe. And uh, Patrick. Patrick and is wait, a Ravenclaw. Wait, 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 Seth. I, I, I got this. I am a Ravenclaw with a falcon and a tiny hat, and my wand is made of redwood. Yep, and Josh refused to do it. I, I got the knife that uh, J.K. Rowling was threatened with. I reckon he's a, yeah, that's um, a very Gryffindor yeah. thing to do. I'll see you in Slytherin then, big fella. All right. Yeah, well, whatever, man. I am not indulging <laughs> the series anymore. Go up. <laughs> I'm done. She can be transphobic all she wants in the corner. Hey, just because some of us are late bloomers, all right? It'll happen. We just have to keep. We just have to find platform nine and three quarters. It's out there. We get right? our letter it's when we're eleven. My, my owl just got lost in yeah. the mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's still flying, searching for me. Your owl's still in the line at Australia Post. 
<laughs> Honestly, with Australia Post, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I'm still Next not month. sure about this game. Game. I can't wait to get it in 10 <laughs> years' time when it's um, free. But it's not $500. I will give second-hand experience talks about it because I will not buy it for $125. I mean, $500, right? Especially you not get that. almost all the content. Especially not that. Fuck, I tried so hard thinking of one, I just, I just couldn't. There's Dragon Ball Z news. Fuck it. No, it's, it's, it's completely ruined. Sorry, guys. I've, I've let you down. I've let me down. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 DLC announced. This That's game okay, still a superhero to, to me. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, this is great. What do you mean? Xenoverse 2 is excellent, and there's not another game that's going to replace it because Kakarot was fucking shit. So I'm glad I, they're still updating the last good game they had. You well, know Fighters, Fighters came excellent. after this, yeah. right? But Fighters, yeah, f- fuck it. They'll probably be added to Fighters, though, as well. No, Fighters is done content-wise. Oh, they, they said it's that. done now. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're adding rollback netcode, and then they're done with it, but they'll probably make a sequel. Yeah. The, the game was way too successful not to. Um... No, I'm just surprised Xenoverse 2 is still going because there's there's talk that Xenoverse 3 is going to come out next year. Yeah, as, but they need to hop on this hype now, so yeah, they need to release it, it on something to make money, and they've already said they're done with fighters. So. Yeah, and it's much easier to make a character in Xenoverse than it is in fighters. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I, do you, I need to replay Xenoverse again at some point. But it was you really? Game. Yeah, I do. I like it a lot. But yeah, talking about the actual contents, they announced Gamma 1 and Gamma 2 are going to be coming. They showed Gamma 2 first, and they're doing a teaser for Gamma 1, but yeah, it's... We know it's Gamma 1. It, I want to see yeah. them add Cell Max, but like, just as big as he was. <laughs> I, um, I assume Gamma 1, Gamma 2 is like B1, B2 from Bananas and Pajamas. Kind of! Uh, more than you think, yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, so they're from the new movie. Um, yeah, cool. Excited. Right. And uh, from the uh, frontier of rollback netcode, best base netcode. Uh, <laughs> Let him have it. We 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 have we have something on on another frontier. Finally, the they're releasing Sonic, the battle frontier. Sonic Laura, frontier. It's a battle frontier in the room with you right yes. now, Stephen. Right next to my medication. <laughs> could you imagine how good episode 40 would be if, if that was the way that we ended it? Holy shit. So uh, That's episode 100, boys. Lock it in. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming, I swear. My uncle at Nintendo told me. It's a new Tim uh, Tim on Xbox. How much work it would be to make a mod for it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Continue. Well, much as... Uh, no, you know what? No, that that was terrible. Glad glad I didn't say anything. Um, Sonic Frontiers. We have the ending theme song announced. Vandalized. Can't by believe one, someone's one already okay finished rock, the game. Which uh... not yet. <laughs> <laughs> How long are you holding onto that one for? <laughs> it doesn't matter. We got there in the end. <laughs> well, Gamescom just happened, and they forgot to turn on the time limit, so people were actually playing much further into the game than they anticipated. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone hit the credits. I love the idea that someone can get an 80% speedrun while at, while at a games depot at a trade show. My favorite was when uh, someone did a speedrun of Sonic Forces, as, yeah, Sonic Forces, um, and the speedrun was fast enough for them to refund it on Steam. Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, this, this uh, theme song, Vandalize, is fantastic. 1OK Rock is also very good. 1OK um, Rock is so good. Listen to them if you haven't. I also want to throw out there that this game is now on my 
good list because I've I've made this theory that um any Sonic game that has vocal theme songs have a lot of soul in them, like like heart and soul sort of thing. And so now this game having a vocal theme song means it has to be on that list. Unless they're aware of your theory and then they're deliberately playing into your interests. I think that I think they became aware of the theory themselves when they made Infinite's theme in Sonic Forces. Even though it's a shit game, I've got to give them credit for hitting the nail on the head with that song. You're 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 right, Josh. It definitely strikes me as something Sega would do to look at the precedent. The number that, one that, that gaming set. Of course they would. Yeah, yeah. Seth, <laughs> Seth, Seth has set the precedent that this Sonic has to be good because it's got a vocalized theme song. And then watches Sega tanks it in the ground just to steal a hundred bucks from no, Seth. No, no, no. I never said it has to be a good... It, it's going to be a good game. It just means it has heart and soul Look, in it. Look, if it's not Crush 40 doing the soundtrack, I don't want to hear it. Absolutely <laughs> based opinion. Crush 40 yeah, well, always yeah. nails it. Are they still together? Probably not. They, they are. They did um, uh, the theme song for the Sonic Racing game that came out a couple of years I mean, ago. Stars, man. Now that's a game. No, no, uh, Team, team mm. Sonic Racing. Oh, that's a game I haven't played. I'm assuming it's a video game. You oh, shouldn't. Could, uh, Sonic Riders, but... Oh. oh, such a good game. I'm not going to replay it, but... <laughs> well, the uh, next article that we can creed into is uh, a bit of a shimmering on the horizon with Assassin's Creed Mirage being announced. Uh, we touched on this last... No, we touched on this two weeks ago. Because it was the leak, and then we touched on it last week because they confirmed the leak. No, no, last, last week was the again. Leak. This week was the confirmation. <laughs> yeah, it was officially announced. Yeah, you're you're getting mixed up with two weeks ago. As I said, I wanted a Prince of Persia thing because I want more Arabian Nights games. Oh. And then last week they this leaked. This week they confirmed it. Woohoo! Woo yes, yay, yay, yay! Yeah, we're we're at it. Solid yay! All right, yay. Yay, because uh, they also announced that they're going to show it off uh, on September 10th, so we'll actually get to see the game and everything is going to do. I won't change my answer. My um, question is, is Will Smith still playing yay, the genie? We're at a nay. I don't know the context know. for that. I wanted to make a funny noise. I was worried <laughs> you guys were forgetting me. <laughs> he saw the, the, the legendary Pokemon are mounts in the new Pokemon, so he was like, oh, they're horses, and <laughs> he's just been thinking about it since. Yeah. But yeah, on, uh, on, top, on, yeah, on top of Mirage being announced. Much, I, well, let's all talk at once. I, I, I thought it was <laughs> much more of a... Don't steal Steven's bit. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought Steve just couldn't wait to hold his horses because the follow-up to, to that article was talking about the number of new Assassin's Creed is announced. God, they couldn't hold it in, could they? They, they were on a good track with like having one game every two years and they're like, you know what? Let's do one game a year again. Let's push our luck. And that instantly yeah. tanks for them. And now they're back with it on their shit like, let's announce multiple games a year. <laughs> It'd probably like be like, oh, Ubisoft's yeah, like weird mobile like, games or weird side scroller games. Because they did that with China and Russia the, and India. The thing I've heard mm. is that uh, um, uh, the uh, live service Assassin's Creed game might have tanked. And this is just them salvaging the pieces from it. I'm glad it changed. Yay? <laughs> yay, no Assassin's Creed live service. So we love live service games. I guess yay, because it means we'll get multiple projects that could possibly be good. I, I want to like Assassin's Creed what again. What was the last one you played? You're, you're, ready, you're ready to be heard again? The last one yeah. I played was Unity. The last one you played was Unity? Okay, I enjoyed Unity oh, a lot. Boy. I hated but Unity, I, I but I also Origins had a very glitchy uh, and horrible time with it. It's, Origins isn't an Assassin's Creed game, but it is still a good game. But 
I can understand why it's you do not like it, Josh. Fucking bad. It is not. It is fucking horrible. Classic. It is. Oh, it's so bad. It is not a U game. I've heard nothing but bad things about Valhalla as well. Valhalla's some pretty good things on about Valhalla, but basically just yeah. hey, it's still and yeah. everyone's like, no, yeah, too basically. big, too big. Uh, but it's still an open world game, so I guess we can be angry at that. I've heard Syndicate was good, so I'm thinking about going yeah, back to play okay. that one. You can tell it's sort of like the last ideas they've got for like that type of. Just play Revelations. It was the best one anyway. Jesus. Just taking a heart. <laughs> It is my favorite Assassin's it, Creed game. It's not honest. even the best of the trilogy it's part of. Nah, 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 nah. Anyway, should we move on? No. So, so it's the guy with the shittiest take <laughs> trying to sweep that under the rug. What do you mean? It's the best. Speaking it was a great on. game. I'll, and I'll, uh, I'll like, give him the point of it was, pr- it was better than Assassin's Creed 3 from my memory. It was 100% better than Assassin's Creed 3. I don't care but what was, my opinion but it is. Was worse, it was worse than 2. It was worse than Brotherhood. It was worse than 4. 2 was good. And 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 you know what else is better than Assassin's Creed Three? The the new uh, Elite Elite Series Two controller. Bam! Uh, nailed it. How does he do it? <laughs> I I want to point out that only Seth could have written this because the title's wrong. <laughs> Xbox Elite Two Wireless. I've I've had an Elite Two Wireless controller in my hand for the last like year and a half. They've announced a new cheaper model, basically. I'm, I'm sure before. I looked at the headline while I was writing this as well, so I must have just gone a dyslexic, no, dyslexic you're, you're moment. Close. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's the Xbox it's, um, Elite Wireless Controller Series Two just... Call. Like it's, yeah. you were right, Seth. But there's a big difference because the Series mm. Two has been out for. Can a we long... just call the Xbox Series X no, controller? No, it's not the Series X Elite, controller. Though, that's different, that's man. Completely incorrect. That's what I've got. That's completely wrong. Yeah. The the Xbox the Xbox Elite Series no, X. You know what? Dox yourself so I can come over and brick you for that comment. That was a dumb comment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'll send you my mum's credit Picture card number. Will that make up for it? Anyway, TLDR, this this one doesn't ship with the interchangeable thumbsticks, D-pad paddles, um, and you can buy the components separately for 60 bucks extra. Which, honestly, the D-pad that it comes with is kind of shitty, so I would recommend doing that. Um, oh god, it's got a disc one. It's got the disc one, yeah. Uh, it's, which is okay, it's just kind of shitty for most games. Um, and it still doesn't have a, a share button, so 10 out of 10. You can remap, it, you can remap it now. You can remap it now, but like, seriously, what am I going to remap it to? That's hey, yeah, 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 that's a good idea. Is it, isn't that... Isn't that... Like, you press it, I can tra- track the progress. Yeah, that's, that's a great like, idea, man. What are the achievements? Am I doing something wrong? I use it fucking a shit ton, like, unironically, like... Yeah, mm. yeah I would use it a lot, too. That's a great isn't idea. Isn't that button that. in the middle right, the share button? No, the, so the... The, I the one has two squares? No, like the, um, the, it would be on a PlayStation control, but on this, it's more of a, a back or a view button or an options button. Oh, okay, so yeah, like the yeah, select like button. button. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the news for that. It's cheaper, so if you have not bought a, um, the Elite Series controllers, I recommend them. They're $129. very good controllers. And yeah, that's a new US dollar. You'll be using it a lot. Woo. How many hours oh, would like you say you use your controller for? Yeah, a fucking ridiculous amount. Like, I, I, I definitely get... Exactly. So if you can't spend, like, $120 for a superior But at the same time, though, because yeah. I'm... I'm a... That, that's not an extra twenty dollars. That's um an extra sixty, well, I think, for US. Maybe even so. Maybe because I'm a I'm a, a lounge a a lounge game functionality in it. it is. My uh controller. Ooh, a fast travel lounge gamer. That was very good, Pat. 
Ooh. They just can't miss, can you? Uh, my controllers have a tendency to um, be knocked off the lounge or the armrest or the coffee table due to a cat, my own foot, or me fucking around. Um, so I can't really justify paying that much money knowing it's going to crash into the ground a lot. Honestly, they're very super I'm sure they are. I'm sure, I'm sure they are. It's just consistently dropping it on the floor. And if I break something like I, that due to my own mistakes and I, there's no one else I can blame. Um, yeah. I just, I just think it would you know be what? hard to break. I want to get one just to throw Honestly, it out the window. I, I really do. Well, I, I live I on the first story. Live. I'd be surprised if it did. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. No, they're, they're honestly very solidly built. Like, I, I should, like, this is still my favorite controller, like, with, without a doubt. Um, but anyway, yeah, it doesn't matter if we can move on. Speaking of moving on, well, have you got a segue for us? Right. Uh, In fact, I would even say the controller's magic. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> okay, well, now, now you're too know, bored up. The I first was... time I held a DualSense, I felt like magic. The DualSense sucks ass. <laughs> nah, the DualSense is fantastic. Well, well, you know what doesn't suck ass? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there's the segue. You, you hey, want to talk about go. RC controllers? We look at the Nintendo Switch Pro 1. I would still prefer that over a PS3 controller, <laughs> night and day. PS3, yeah, no, the PS3 one's horrid. It's a DualSense, it's, DualShock. it's a DualShock one, isn't it? Yeah. DualSense is the PS5. Oh, well that's okay, except that every one I buy dies. So it Sounds like a skill issue. I've, I've only had two and they're anyway. fantastic. Speaking of winning awards. Wait, wait, do, do you get, wait, wait, hang on, sorry, do you, get, do you guys hear that? Is that coming through my mic? No. No. Oh, okay. It was the just segue the that I did like 40 seconds your... ago, but I guess it just yeah, died. I fucking knew this was coming. <laughs> just the sound of your voice, Patrick. That's all I can hear through your microphone. Unlike I other honestly people's. thought you were going to say, it's the sound of the person who asked. Speaking of stealing stuff. Oh, it was a pronounced segue. I've only seen it written, so I thought it was a Sega. Like a Sonic Frontiers reference, I don't know. Man, I, sh- I wasted it. That was... But that's not how it's spelled. <laughs> uh, I wasted it. God, me, 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 never miss. Steve never hit. Fifty percent. Yeah, you yeah. put us together. Fifty percent. Never miss. Guess he never hit, huh? I never hit. <laughs> you know what they say about Steve? He misses fifty percent of the shots. Sixty <laughs> percent of anyway. the time, he misses every time. True. So, uh, this this next piece, I am I am so stoked for. Uh, Arcane becomes the first gaming show to win an Emmy. Which gaming show? Actually, that's such a weird way to put the headline. It's not about gambling. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not fucking wheel of fortune <laughs> uh, but they they got an emmy for outstanding animated program and i couldn't be happier for them it is it is really awesome to see they actually have a really interesting behind the scenes type uh series that i think league of legends or a league of legends affiliate channel has been uploading uh they're 20 to 30 minute episodes up to part five now on on youtube maybe part six as of time of recording uh, and it's just interesting because i i like arcane i think has been one of the highlights of was it this year? Yeah, was it last year? year? I think. Year. Yeah, I think I it was like late, either late last year, like late really last year, late, or yeah. really early this year. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know that I saw it this year, but I feel like it came out super late last year. Anyway, um, definitely one of the best things that I've seen. November twenty twenty one. There we go, and uh, definitely Ooh. the one, probably the best animated thing that I've seen in the past year. Uh, yeah, super, super highly recommend. Even if you're not in, uh, big into League, I know quite a few people that have zero interest in League of Legends, the game, but have loved Arcane, the show. So I, I am so happy that they got recognized for the work because holy shit, was it a mammoth project getting it over the line? 
Yeah, no, uh, I want to point out some I'm... of the shows that they won over, by the way. So they won over Bob's Burgers, Rick and Morty, The Simpsons, and Marvel's What If. That's a big fucking uh, list of Mar- pretty heavy-hitting I, I shows. What If is so that's, that's huge. bigger one. Rick and Morty was kind of eh. Simpsons yeah, is always like... there. Um, and I forgot like, the other one. Bob's Burgers. Yeah. But they're still, like, massive shows, right? When you think, if someone said to you that, an animated show based on a game was coming out and it will win an award over these shows without knowing what arcane is now you would be like that doesn't seem likely like that's it'd have to be very good which it was so mm. they did a good job yeah no uh gaming adaptations have been getting a lot better of recent years there's still some really big burners and bummers around Resident evil Res- <sighs> sorry <laughs> resident evil monster hunter dragon's dogma um, but no, for every single, like every two that bombs, there's uh, something fantastic coming out and I'm glad Arcane's getting recognition. I will yeah, have to go definitely. and watch it myself at some point, especially because I'm in this field and, uh, um, I'm very excited for the fighting game that's going to be coming, which is going to be based on the Arcane side of League of Legends rather than the base. main, oh my God. rather <laughs> than the main base. series. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think this might be the first time they've mentioned it, but the second season is in production now. Yeah, no, they uh, yeah, yeah. they uh, they bought an animation studio or a huge amount of the, the yeah. studio that was so they it. they've this might be this might be the first time that they've properly announced it, but they've definitely talked about wanting to make more. So I guess I'm not surprised by this news, and in fact, I'm very excited by this news. Right, well, uh, moving on. Uh, next up on the list, we have. Uh, the man who lifted PlayStation up to PC gamer standards is about to retire. Masayasu. Ma- Ma- Masayasu? Hopefully I'm saying that something close to, close to accurate. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Masayasu Ito. Mm. Uh, leading many engineering teams over the years and is, is uh, on the verge of retiring, which uh, I would say sad to say, uh, sad to see. And I'm sure it probably is sad to see, but I, uh, I don't know. I've fallen out of the PlayStation sphere long enough that maybe someone with a PlayStation knows more about this than me. Let me, let me bring you back in in a sentence. From mechanical engineering lead for the PSP. That's all you Based. need, mate. Based. Uh, okay. No, you know what? No, he can't retire. I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, so this isn't like any big, like big reasons it's just he's getting to that age where he's being forced to retire from what i read so he's leaving the industry as a whole um and just retiring from work because legally he has to which they're gonna take him to the farm (laughs) i guess like good he gets to rest but also bummer because he was a lead architect on so many good things you know, besides the PlayStation 3, but um, the, le- the less said about the PlayStation 3, the better. And that, that was all Ken Kutaragi and his, um, his insanity. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, there's a huge amount to, to go into on this one. Uh... Yeah, not really. He's just an excellent engineer. I'm just reading through some of the stuff that he worked on. And yeah, he, mm. some pretty cool stuff. Been man. involved in a couple of stuff. Excellent work. Mm. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you that for free, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he was, uh, it seems like a lot of uh, really? things he was, um, uh, he tried to battle was um, heat problems in the consoles as well, wanting to make them run cooler and quieter. Hmm. 
Okay. He, he also did the full PlayStation 5 breakdown where he took apart an entire <gasps> was that console him? to show oh, nice. the guts of I remember doing that with the gloves and stuff. That was yeah. sick. Yeah, and <laughs> you don't get that for a lot of consoles. Like, you'll see, um, uh, you'll see, like, an unboxing video or something, but he did, like, a full mechanical breakdown to show the bits and pieces where the SSD slot was going to be and then, like, just how everything was put together and why the console was the size it was. Hmm. God, that heat That's sink is cool so video. big. Oh, it's gotta be. It's just fucking huge. Mm. Some would say that it's infinite, which, speaking of, uh, Halo Infinite, uh, we have yet more delays to the campaign co-op. Uh, we now yeah. have an expectation. What? Sad. A split yeah. screen has been uh, cut out uh, as well. Oh, just right, straight up screen, cut. Man. That's, Honestly, that's it's not a huge what is loss. Before code? I'm, well, so... Okay, on one hand, I get that. I get that perspective that it's not a huge loss because the game has been out for long enough at this point that to add it back in would be almost more of a surprise than anything else. But on the other hand, that would make this the first Halo game that doesn't have split screen, Halo right? 5 didn't, and then they promised that the no, next game yeah. would have split screen because it was such a devastating move on their end to remove it in the first place. People it, yeah, really it wanted it in and people are very upset that it's being cut. Uh, to the point that people have found a glitch to uh, turn on the split screen in the current build, and it works not flawlessly, but it works all the way back to the original Xbox One model. So it can <laughs> it can be done. It needs some bug fixes, but they're just cutting it for time to focus on more competitive aspects of the game instead. Mm. Oh, love that. And why, whenever why you build a shooter to be competitive, that's when you yeah. know shit. Exactly. Why bother building something to be fun when you could build it to be a live service competitive game first? Yeah. Um, I honestly, the, the split screen, I'm like kind of whatever on. Like, I, I grew up playing Halo because it was split screen. And I feel like that's where a lot of people's uh, sort of things are going to be lying people's from. nostalgic but, memories of Halo. Yeah, that's that's the thing. But for for something that's big open world like like this, I just... I, I just don't see split screen being super viable. I think it'd I, work fine. I've I think played... you'd be better off dumping the two characters in the one screen and having an overall camera hover between the two of them. Or oh something. no, those always think... suck. Unless they it's like suck, specifically but... designed for that, like a um. Oh god, I'm forgetting the isometric. It needs to be an isometric designed game for that to work well. A game mm. like Halo would not, unless it was like a brand new type of game. There's like some a okay twin stick that do okay, but. I don't know. I just I don't know how you would do it with Infinite to make the split screen good is the problem. I, I, I just I don't see it being good. If it was a standard Halo game where you got your level based stuff, everything's pretty tight knit. It I, makes sense. I just I, do it like I, Far Cry Six where it's got a it's got a huge map, um, but it's kind of um it kind of wants and expects you to be together to the point where you can get a pretty good decent uh, distance away from each other, but not like a whole town over. Like if you're do if there's a base, then you can both be on opposite sides of the base, but you can't go and tackle two different bases at once, sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It uh, yeah, it, know. it can work. Uh, there's games that have made it work, and I I just think it's really shitty that they're like, oh, we promise it, and now removing it. Yeah. Right, well, speaking of promises that may or may not be kept. <laughs> that was oh, a good one. So proud of that one. Uh, next up on the list. Thank that you. Thank one. you. Uh, ne next up on the list. Uh, so 
Uh, quick, quick roleplay time. Uh, Josh, Josh, oh, do, you, do you want to be Activision Blizzard real quick? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> how, would, how, would you like to, how, how would you like to be a perfect zero on the diversity spectrum? Just, 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 just for lols for a second. Bobby sec. Kotick, when did you get here? <laughs> I, I would not stomach being Blizzard Activision for a day okay. or even for a minute. All right, but fair sure, enough. Let's, let's pretend. Let, let's, okay, let's pretend. Yes, yeah, sweet. Okay. I'll just I'll just be Jim Ryan real quick. Uh, oh god, ready? that's and even worse. <laughs> it is wait, worse. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let me let me let me get into character. Let me get into character. Right. Where's Call of Duty? <laughs> 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 and scene. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after the, I'm just after a, the... I'm just imagining that Dragon Josh bit where they're stuck behind the door that hasn't been cut out. I do not know that. <laughs> Wait, is that is that, is that the one Spence, in the treehouse? Phil Spencer, where is where is the Call of Duty? It's right here. <laughs> I just need um, to cut out the door. <laughs> All right, go to it. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, uh, so Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard back. Uh, that definitely was this year. Good God. <laughs> They're still going through the motions to finalize it. Literally yep, yep, every but... country has to have a word and say in on it if it's going to be legal or not. Which is fucking wild it's anyway. It's mm. it's that big of a it's they're both that big companies that it's like a massive merger. Yeah. But uh it it seems like chances are, because the FTC I don't think has found anything that suggests that they can't stop it, that unless there's anything wild that comes up, that, that probably will happen. But uh there was all this talk about whether like what what would happen to Call of Duty on Sony. And at the time, and even now, there's talk of, you know, Call of Duty will be on Sony for, for several years to come. But uh, there's a lot of discussion about, okay, so, you know, even if we have the next several years to come in writing, what does it look like after that? Given the absolute cash cow that is every Call of Duty uh, Pretty game sure it for, is one for, of the best-selling games on PlayStation year on year. Yeah, yeah exactly. And people, for the most part, semi-exclusively play it on PlayStation 2. There's not many people that will buy Call of Duty for the Xbox specifically. If they have both, they, they'll usually buy it on PlayStation. Yeah, because that's where the so. player base is at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So I understand that part. It's just... Oof. Like, uh, going years beyond the contract for this is like... That, that's, that's a show of good faith at, 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 at worst, right? That's... I don't know. It, 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 this whole thing doesn't make sense to me. It's right. We have the exclusive, not Xbox. Yeah. I, I, th I think you mean at best, though, because at worst, Xbox goes, now nah, fuck you, and then pulls it from PlayStation. Well, no, because like, like, it's, it's in writing, right? At worst, yeah, that's tried. a show of good faith that is there. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's been offered. At best, it will just continue happening. Like, they'll still get the game. Oh, so, right. So you mean the, for the player's uh, side? So yes. I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the worst thing that can possibly happen about them taking this this deal where they've got the years of the contract left and then years afterwards is that they get the game Spe for that specifically long and then three it years off. is what yeah. was in writing. So yeah. I think the contract ended in 2023 or 24 and then another three years after that. So uh, PlayStation would lose Call of Duty by basically the next console generation. Well, hmm. that's, that's not even true because it said... That like the the proposition was that not it will be there for three years and then we'll take it away. It's this is what we will guarantee. 
because you can't make set in stone promises with an indefinite timeline. That's not I, logical. I think so, I've I saw it on another article somewhere. Maybe I was misreading somewhere, but I saw a lot of things saying end of contracts, then another three years. Yeah, it was end of contract and then another three years, but it wasn't end of contract, another three years, and then we're pulling Call of Duty away. It was we will guarantee it for this long. What I, the, the, nothing set in stone after that. Yeah, like, we we don't know what we're doing with it. So it's not, we'll give it to you for the end of the contract, three years, and then we're going to rip it out so that it will no longer be on PlayStation. They're not saying that. So very big distinction in the two. <laughs> Still very interested to see mm. what actually happens, though. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, mm. definitely. Definitely. Uh, the most interesting part of this article is that um, Phil Spencer being Phil Spencer just comes out and goes, this is our plans. Like that's, he, He's usually pretty yeah. open with this stuff, which is why people like him. And Jim Ryan's like, no, you took a business discussion and you made it public. It's in courts all over the world. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's already like, public. Stop being a bitch. Yeah, it's like fucking. No one likes you, Jim Ryan. Stop. It's a shitty business deal. Get out of here. Yeah. Exactly. Where, where, where? What a bitch. <laughs> Go buy your own Activision Blizzard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he bought yeah. Bungie. We have, Activision Activision Blizzard. <laughs> we have Activision <laughs> Blizzard at home. Yeah. yeah. Halo at home. Destiny at the McDonald's ice cream machine. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's a lot of um, industry infighting. And as much as I hate Jim Ryan, I get where he's coming from on like a business side of trying to fight tooth and nail to keep, uh, keep it Activision third party. Yeah. Yeah, I... I get why it's happening, but like the way he's going about this is the way that he goes about everything where it just makes me hate Jim Ryan even more. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> Jim Ryan fucking sucks. Yeah. I, I cannot wait for the day that he leaves the head office of um Sony and literally anyone else takes it and somehow they're worse than him. Hmm. Mm. Uh right. Well moving on. Speaking of something hey, else that, that poisons everything it touches. That's really good uh, one, actually. Gr- gr- Griff. Thank you, thank you. Uh, gri- gri- Griffi, I don't fuck. It. There's no voice acting. I I, I'll do what I want. I can say it how I like. Um, um, Griffi. No, I'm pretty sure it's Griffi. I think it's Griffi because it's like graffiti and II from Super Monkey Ball. Well, II the the actual primate, but anyway, um, uh, is a new Pokemon <laughs> announced in Pokemon Scarlet Violet? Uh, Patrick, I'm going to ways... ask you don't put me on blast like that for my lack of knowledge. <laughs> Please do it. It was funny as fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you not know your Madagascarian primates? No, I do L- not. Literally, like, Seth going like, hey, no, no, game be- from, no, no, like, no, because PS1. It's spelled Very I- good. It's, it's spelled a different way. I'm doing it because of the way that I.I. the monkey is spelled, not like I.I. as in the sound of the, um, the actual primate. It's still hilarious <laughs> to me that you're like, game and Patrick's like <laughs> what is based on where's probably why the monkey says it touch grass oh yeah no it would 100% be uh ii is based on the ii monkey i i just saw the lettering and went oh video game ai <laughs> ai captain ai ai there we go um right uh so this 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 little dude look looks kind of kind of interesting poison <laughs> monkey looks like a digimon um <laughs> can we can we get a a meta worlds reading from uh, uh prospective worlds competitor Josh? Oh, but I'm uh, gonna I thought Stephen was doing it as I well. I was in the first chance. Um, 
No, we should have two. Who do you mean? The chances of the people doing yeah. the best here well, will like be Patrick, to be honest. Uh, it's, it's, it will see no competitive usage unless it's like a weird stall type. It looks like, I honestly think it will, it's a baby Pokemon. Well, you got to remember that you can through. change types in this but, one. Yeah, well, we don't exactly know how that works. Yeah. Um, do, anyway. Yeah, we don't also know anything about this Pokemon other hey, than... Hey, we know it's height, we know it's weight. Fuck, 27 kilos, it's a big fella. We don't know. We don't know if it's going to evolve. I expect yeah, we don't it know will. If it's going to I, evolve. I expect it will. I reckon evolve. it will evolve into to- toxicity because poison touch is kind of shit. I was toxicity actually was thinking. Based. It, I was thinking it looks kind of like a oh, grim snarl. Yeah, I can see that as well. Yeah, it, it is mm, giving me that bit. similar sort of vibes, and that's probably why I don't What's like it, it so Impidimp? much. Yeah, impedimp. Yeah. God, I hate the the Wait, angsty was the first one. What was the the middle evolution? I, yeah, I also hated imp. I also hated Impidimp, so I can see why I'm getting the same sort of it I hate this like Pokemon vibes. Type of colors. Eh, it's like alright, it. Pokemon. I don't mind the color scheme, it's just kind of like the pug face and the bug eyes and the, the monkey look and like, I get that it's wearing a hoodie and it's got like frayed hair sticking out the front. It's just kind of a mishmash of elements that don't work in a cohesive way for me. Okay, so now cool. that we've finished describing that's Steve, can we go back to describing Grafaii, or...? Uh, it's like I looking in a mirror. I reckon it's, uh, it's going to evolve up to be Dragon poison, dragon eh? I reckon it's going to be poison dragon, and it'll be like a monkey dragon. It'll be sick. Okay, but what if it evolved into a Rajang? It evolved into a what, sorry? <laughs> Rajang. Po- poisonous Rajang. Oh, yo, could you imagine a poisonous Rajang? Fuck that. Instead of the instead of the thunder blast, it's just yeah. gunshot. Instead of arm um, hunting uh, uh, Kirins, it starts hunting the Pookie Pookie. <laughs> Wouldn't it hunt Camellios? I guess. Yeah, it made more sense. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, I think I think he's cool. I like him. The real question is if it breaks the horn off of uh, off of you know Kirin or Camellios or let's say hypothetically speaking a rhinoceros. If it grinds that, would it still be the the aphrodisiac that everyone thinks rhinoceros horn is for a Rajang? I didn't need to know that. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> I don't sorry. Are, think you, are, about you, are that. you also are you also not up to date on your uh, on your African poaching uh, ingredients and and reasons lists? No, because uh, because someone needs to get more culture on Africa, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> Mostly because I don't support hunting of rhinoceroses, rhinoceri. What is the uh, plural actually, for that? Well, when you think about <laughs> it, Rosserai. when if, if they if they if they hunt one rhinoceros, they hunt all of rhinoceros. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, the rest of the Pokemon news. Who wants to go through it? Uh, we got a always, list. There's always a list. Uh, so essentially, this is news that came out literally at we alluded to at 11 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time last night. Literally 24 hours yes, ago. I watched it. Okay, well now now I know it's one AM yeah. and that that's hey, awkward you, for me. You're free to leave New Zealand whenever you want. I stayed up for it. I was like, hmm, I'm glad I stayed up for it. And then I went to bed. Um I did the exact same thing. <laughs> I was like, there wasn't much to pull out of that. At, at, at exactly at exactly eleven PM Australian stand uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, Steve says, I was like, I'm glad I stayed up for it, and then I went, hmm, and then I went to uh, bed. 
much to think about. I sleep. Thank, thank you. Thank you for the action replay. Yeah, so they released a couple new details. We got a couple new Pokemon, uh, two Mega Man clones and one crab. Um, I fucking love those Mega Man clones. Yeah. I love the crab. I like the crab. The crab <laughs> is <laughs> sick. <laughs> the crab's okay. He also looks like he could be meta, by the way. Let's wait for all of the Pokemon and their stats to be released before we start talking about what's meta. Because if we find out that the genies are in this game, that's all it's going to fucking default to. Um. Yeah, I like cool. his name, Cloth. Um, but, but yeah, they. they... At, at first, I thought he was going to be a um, like a Paldean Krabby, but I'm glad he's not. I'm glad he big. Big. <laughs> that, that big that big one reminds me of um the trials from uh, uh Sun and Moon Monkey Island. Oh, well, you do have a gym trial slash test before you can yeah, so, the so... gym leader. So yeah, but that 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 Cloth. Cloth. Uh, I, I, uh, I so sorry, the name. cloth. Yeah, yeah. Cloth. The cloth. The giant cloth was shown on uh, shown off during the segment where it's uh, like this is a storyline where you it? explore the region and find out the secrets yeah, so, of the legendary. So essentially, they're breaking the, da- the game yeah. down into three parts: is the, the the gym battling path and getting to the champion rank. And I say champion rank deliberately because it's their fucking wording, champion rank, um, which has a whole lot of implications that I'm sure we'll get to put it in, like, when the game comes out. Um, there's sort of an exploring. God, I would love another. I would yes. love a champion league. Yes, I would love a champion league too. I want another fucking eight badges. Give me, give me another eight badges. Gen two is the best gen. Bro, I want, I want voice content. acting. Um, and then so the, uh, the it was good content like though. Four trainers in Kento. The, the 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 underground battle league in black and white two is some of the best post game content. There's an underground battle league in fucking not, Gen it's, two it's in like, Kansas. The level scaling's all weird. It doesn't matter. Look, anyway, it's not fucking shit. It's great. No, oh, it's like ten out of ten. The music, Gen two. Anyway, game. So there's like <laughs> the, so the battle league, if you call it that. Um, there's the path of legends, where you're searching for some Herba Mystica, whatever that is, and it's essentially your Exploring the region, looking for more herbs, because some guy sort of asks you to do that. Um, his name's Arvin. Um, yeah, basically Brock. We got Brock at home, uh, and then it's sort of that, and that's where that cloth section was. And then there's a cutscene, an interaction where there's a Titan cloth, I think, is the wording they they use, and it's pretty much a big cloth. Well, while mm-hmm. we're on the Titan, topic yeah. of cutscenes, can I uh, quickly chime in? I appreciate that it. They did not try to lie to us this time and kept you know all what this voice trailer, out of the this big, trailer. So yeah. the, something would appear on screen in text and they'd zoom in on the text and it was that fucking blatant that they were not hearing it's voice so acting for it. Dumb. Yeah. I would rather they just didn't fucking do that. I, I <laughs> Read, bitch. No, read. It was like, read. It's just like, we're going to zoom in on the text. We're not going to tell you what it is. You have to read it. They, they might as well have spat in my fucking face. I've never... <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, oh, man, that boiled. Please understand that Pokemon does not make enough money oh, to have voice my... acting in their games. They are only the that's highest grossing IP that's, of all time. That's a Pokemon no, Not enough money. $4.50. But, yeah. They're lucky if they get a true, a true string to make these games. Well, we'll sell us more Pikachus. Make a LeChonk. Um, oh, yeah, and then there's that, which is <laughs> the, so the exploration you mean. part. And then there's the third section of the game which is you're facing off against Team Star, which Team Star seems Team to be Star. the bad guys. It is not um, the third version of Generation 7. I don't even so know. Pokemon Stars, it's not that. It yeah. doesn't exist. 
I miss having <laughs> evil teams that were actually. Well, okay, so I miss them so much. So, so, uh, Seth's going to well, say the exact same thing. Is that say this the exact is exactly what I said. We haven't even prepared this. Yeah, this is exactly what uh, I called when they first said they were going to do free storylines. Where I was like, they're just going to split up the legendary, the uh, champion league, and the um uh, the rival team into three separate storylines. Exactly what every other fucking game had, but anyway. Yeah, it's it's literally the same as every other game had. They're just saying this time you can do each one separately on their own path. And so they're going to market it as three separate uh, stories uh, in one game when literally every other game has had this was, uh, uh, same setup, except I it was, was all on that. the one path. Um, what I was going to say is that I reckon Team Star is the same thing as like what Team Yellow was in Gen 8. It was like, oh, yeah, we're just going to like be inconvenient yep. to you. Yeah, the real bad guy. I, I was thinking more Team Skull. Yeah, look at Probably it might be like a minor inconvenience, but they're too- Team Skull were like Team Skull had the best thing song. Interesting best song. Yeah, Team, team Skull was Team Skull was antagonistic. Um, team Yell to me was like a basically a fan club for yeah. Marnie. So they were literally just UK people because they, they, <laughs> they were so licensed to be to be doing this, so they were evil. <laughs> um, yeah, this this is just a, it's, it's Team Star looks like basically Skull factions. So they yeah. they give me more of a Team Skull vibe. Yeah. I, don't know. I miss the, Team the rivals Rocket. Do not interest me in the slides. I miss Team Rocket so fucking much. I miss their giant evil lairs and the puzzles and shit like that. That were awesome, man. Team Aqua and Team Magma too. Yeah, Team, team Pla- Magma and Team um, Team Plasma great. Plasma are okay. Uh, fucking Ends Castle coming up from underneath the Pokemon League is still such a great moment. What do you mean? Best moment has to be bloody Aqua and Magma finally reaching the climax of their competition where. Uh, Koga and Garudon, uh, you know, battling it out in the middle of Cetopolis, and then Rayquaza flies down and yells, "Shut the fuck up!" and then flies back off again. <laughs> yeah, flies, oh, f- flies down with the metal chair, right? That is what they do. <laughs> from the top rope. Oh, bar god! Think, honestly, from, my my favorite from, moment from, from was the be, I I think I'm biased because in, in Gen One, when you defeat Giovanni. Uh, that was just such a uh, no. Big wait, that's thing. that's, yeah, that's, that's like, a oh, character. Never mind. I got it. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? It's Giovanni. <laughs> yeah, it is one hundred percent Giovanni. But for some reason, it's like, wait a second. <laughs> no, Giovanni is a guilty character. Correct me. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no. So when you beat him, I was like, man, this is that felt like I accomplished something. It really did, especially because he was the eighth gym leader. That was cool. Um, but like that was that 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 felt good. Defeating anyone in Team Yo was like. Fuck off, why are you here? You're just in my way. You have the same two Pokemon and they're all 20 levels below me. Move. Get out of my way. Um, yeah, so that's a shame. I would like to see interesting stuff come back. Actually evil people. I miss- I also miss rivals that are like dicks too. Yeah, yeah same. Not everything has the to three be happy and lucky. Please stop. From, um, gold and silver. Yeah, you yeah, mean three ne- question marks. Find, exactly you'll what we never find him. out his name. His name's yeah. three question marks. God, yep. I hated that so much. <laughs> yeah, he was cool. Uh, we also got uh, Miss Gita, the chairwoman of the Pokemon League, who is at uh, 70% legs, which makes her a Bayonetta character. And the other 30% is yeah. uh, Splatoon 3 ripoff, but glad to see they're doing the collab. <laughs> 30% hair, 70% legs. Actually, actually, it looks like she was wearing what would be like a casual version of like a Namiel armor set from Monster Hunter World. <laughs> it does. It really does. <laughs> Uh, we also got Brassius, the gym, the grass gym leader. Um, I like that he uses a vine as a whip. Yeah, no, that's going all the way back to like Gen One designs where Ace trainers had, they had vines. Whips. It wasn't it's vines. Really yeah. cool. They we haven't whips. seen 
Bad in the original Japanese. They were real whips, yes. That's funny. The the Pokemon breeders in Gen 3, in Gen 3 also had whips. Oh, yeah, Sabrina also had a whip. Sabrina did have a whip, mm. yeah. Um, we, we see Mela, the boss of um, at Why does this Sabrina one. have a whip? She used telekinesis. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's Mela, who's the boss of a certain squad of Team Star. I'm going to guess there's five, uh, five squads, one for each point. And then we also got the auto battle feature. Yeah, so just just quickly explaining what it says in this blurb. It's um, it, you'll send out uh, your Pokemon to do auto battles against any random encounter that's out on the field. Um, and they they uh, specify that it's so that uh, they can fight Pokemon without you giving commands. While you go look for items nearby, you can watch the Pokemon fight, or you can do anything else while they're off getting XP and leveling up on their own. What'll be great is when you send it off to do an auto battle and then your rival jumps you and you're like, oh, cool. You've used all the PP for all the moves I didn't want you to use. <laughs> I because doubt like it'll do moves. that. <laughs> I, I think it'll be just like, be oh, cool, like an you've auto used all thing of like, and none of scratch. <laughs> I, cool. I think it'll just be a stat thing of like, oh, hey, you're this much stronger. Let's just bang, take it out. Um, it, I, I hope not because that takes away any and challenge it out. Uh, if if there's this auto battle feature to level shit up, is the daycare even going to be like a thing in this game? I oh, assume yeah. yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Daycare yeah. gave you experience points. It was only for breeding. Just a uh, funny yeah. thing to think about. Don't think too hard, Steve. That I try goes not to. for very very dark. I'm place. legally not allowed to. <laughs> and and <laughs> legally yeah, not allowed <laughs> within fifty feet of your dark thoughts. We we got three new Pokemon shown off. There's Cloth, the um the rock uh crab Pokemon. Um, its abilities are Anger Shell and Shell Armor. Um, those don't sound familiar to me. Do you guys know what they are? Shell, shell Armor, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, prevents critical hits. Okay, uh, that's it. That's it. And Anger Shell, I don't know what that is. I think that might be unique. Yeah, Anger Shell is new. Anger Shell is new. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Anger Shell is um, new. Every time it gets hit, I think it uh, defense and special yeah. defense oh. fall, attack, special attack, and speed rise. I believe it is pretty good, but it's like the more you take, the more <laughs> the faster you're going down. Built-in fucking yeah, weakness like, policy, yeah, bro. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. You can put a weakness that's policy a, on top of that. Fuck yeah. Well, You'd be OP well, as shit. I, I, don't think, I don't think that's 100%. I think Anger Shell oh, might oh. do some of that. I don't think it does all of that, just because that's pretty close to, oh. to weak armor, where every time you get hit, your defense goes down, your speed goes up. So I think, it's, I think it's attack. Yeah. I, I, th I, think, I think you're right on the attack side. I don't think it does attack and speed, because that sounds a little bit too strong. Although maybe if it's special defense as well. Oh, no, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But it's definitely something like that. It's, it's, it drops one stat, boosts another. When the Pokemon Wait. HP drops below half, Anger Shell lowers its defense and special defense, but it's attack, special attack, and speed are raised. That's not when you're hit when you drop below half. Okay, that, that's that not make too sense. bad. That's still pretty good, considering that, that it'll have policy. high defense as a rock type. So as long as it has decent special defense. Hmm. And what then do you we mean? got I'm, I'm going to turn that boy into a wall. <laughs> We, yeah, we got exactly. a new version exclusive Pokemon shown off as well. We got um, Armor Oak for uh, Scarlet. And I, I want to see about Scarlet makes me not want it anymore. I need to cancel it. Yeah, and yeah no, this is, this is exactly the same thing as me. The only good thing about Scarlet has been the Professor. Everything else has been really bad. Legendary looks worse. And Why now... does it fucking run? <laughs> I am Ar so mad that it runs. Armor Oak has an exclusive move called Armor Cannon which is a fire-type move where w whenever it's used, it lowers Armor Oak's defense and special defense in exchange for 
well, it says in exchange for that power, but it's going to be a high damaging move, but it's going to uh, lower its defenses in exchange for that, which is such a bad ability. Unless it's like um, 160 base power or something insane. Yeah, it's no, gonna it's got to be, shit. It's gotta be a very strong move to make up for it. And no, it's, it's the same as close combat. It'd be, the, it'd be yeah, a, a, a different like. type close combat. It will be, yeah. Because the other one's a different type Giga Drain, basically. Yeah, it's a, there's um, Cerule Edge, which has a, a bit of Blade, which is basically what Josh just it said. It does damage. Yeah. They do both have Flashfire as an ability, which is kind of dope, because Flashfire yeah. is awesome. I, I also vibe with Cerule Edge and all of its lore being the most edgy Pokemon I've seen in a while. Uh, I and think you'll find the edgiest Pokemon I is knew he was going to say it. I would have yeah. also accepted <laughs> accepted. I knew he was going to say it too. Reminder of um, Kartana's like mm. voice lines. <laughs> I haven't seen Kartana before. Like yeah, the Pokemon? It's, it's the Pokemon you just by looking at it gives you a paper beast. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an Ultra Beast. So it's yeah, I haven't beast, done yeah. the whole Ultra Beast quest line yet. So I haven't <laughs> yes. seen the, this one. Whenever Kartana talks, it's actually true. Reverse. It's great. It's hilarious. True. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah. If you, re- if you reverse it, um, like what, the, what it's saying oh, in the shit, anime, it actually nice. speaks. Yeah, I, and, I, and it I, says oh. you have too much time on your hands. The only Ultra Beast I've seen in the anime is Guzzlord and his amazing oh, yeah, screams. I've seen the memes of it screaming. <laughs> it's still no oh. Reggie Steel. <laughs> is it Reggie Steel? No, no, no. Reg, Reggie Ice, Reggie Ice. Reggie Ice, Reggie Ice, that's it. I also like Reggie Rock and the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> but the yeah, no, every Pokemon. time they show off new version exclusives, I'm like, Violet is a better game. Which, which I'm gonna probably end up that, that tracks for me as well because I prefer the color, the blue and purple color scheme. Same, but I grew up playing the red based games, so I want to want to continue that. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, that's anything else they show off? Not really, huh? Ah, uh, there was also the um Scarlet and Violet theme that to Nintendo so Switch OLED. That yeah, that looks really good. It, it does. It does look really good. I basically yeah. want to trade in my OLED for it, to be honest, but I don't. It wouldn't be worth money. Wow, that's crazy! I, I yeah, it makes me want to trade Josh's OLED in. It makes me want to trade in Josh. That was a bit too far. Wow, <laughs> that's rough, bro. So well, if I'm not here okay. for the next month where we're not recording, then you know what's happened to me. Well, yeah, Seth, you've been trading for Pokemon. Seth, I'm on board with that. The problem is you'd only you'd only get half the OLED for trading Josh. Like which which which. But I also Joy-Con get his OLED TV. You think I'm worth half an OLED Switch? That's so nice. It's already got drift. I get one topic one. With drift, all right. Yeah, with <laughs> drift. drift. Oh, bro. Um, That's harsh, bro. I'd, looking at this as well, I'd 100% take off those Joy-Cons and put them somewhere safe for display because I would not use them in fear of wearing out those, that paint. I'd use it. What's the point in having something if you're not going to use it? It, it will become the, a display unit. Nah. That, that dock and those controllers are for display, not for use. I paid too much then money for those to get them? damaged. Whatever. It'd be the same as a regular. No, no, oh, if I had though. bought it, not for, not for real. Oh my god, the OLED Switch has actually gone up in price since I bought it on release. Not surprised. No, me either. Okay. Game for it, can't wait. Where is it? To say that? I just, I sit here every day going, I need a new game to play, so I play Tarkov because I have nothing to play. I'm just waiting for Pokemon. I know in my heart that's all I'm doing. Man I'm who batches Sentai for being too kiddy sitting here excited for Pokemon at children's RPG. It is RPG. not children's. I didn't say it's too shitty. It's, not, uh, it's too kiddy. I said it's kitty. Just shitty. I didn't say uh, shitty. shitty. I said kitty. It's not, I, I think it's shitty is what I was trying to say. I, just, I didn't enjoy kitty. it as a kid and I don't oh, enjoy it now. Exactly. Just like a lot of video games that I enjoy. No. 
Ryan's Racing is a child's game. You should not be playing that. Right. Uh, Jim Ryan's uh, Racing. Okay. <laughs> well, we're definitely not talking about that. Um, all right. That brings us to the end of the news for this week. We have an audience question. Uh, lucky uh, episode number 40 audience question from Lauren. Lauren asks, uh, <laughs> who has the highest NPC energy? Out of the four, four hosts. hosts, he says, "Raw hosting." Is that what, is that what I heard? Oh, raw hosting. Well, that that's oh, okay. Lauren's words. Um, so I'd say... I say I I want to I want to insult Josh and say it's him, but I also find that um, if Stephen was an NPC, he'd have the best uh, dialogue, dialogue uh, options. What you, so 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 what? It's not even the shittest dialogue. You know what would happen? You'd walk up to Steve. You'd start a conversation. And then he'd say something, and then every time you tried to reply, he'd just you talk like at the same time, now? and then respond with, "Let's just talk. Let's just talk <laughs> like at the same time." Now? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so good, though. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never done that in my entire exactly. life. You're trying to bait it too hard. All right, you guys are pretty smart. <laughs> so yeah, I vote Steve. <laughs> I'm very impressionable. I I I could smell the bait a mile That's away. That is a mile, not a kilometer. Hmm. Interesting. So I yeah, I, I think Americanized too well. much. Too many lists, my I dude. I would say so. Too, too, yeah, too many lists, and also if if, my if I look at something, the entire no, gaming no, community. Nah, nah, nah. If if, if I look That's at something such like NPC chat, oh my god, <laughs> NPC chat even. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> nah, I just think like if I had to try and predict what anyone was going to do or say out of us, it would be Seth. Rude. No, like because Stephen comes up with some lines, I just go, "What the fuck." Patrick surprises me on a daily basis with some of the weird shit that he sends me. <laughs> Whereas if I go, if I look at something that is like vaguely cringy, I'll be like, Seth will like that. And you're like, hey, I like this. <laughs> wow. Imagine being, imagine being NPC levels are predictable. No, I wouldn't say NPC levels, but you guys are just way too far out of the margin. Seth is reasonable. <laughs> well, if I was an NPC, would I? <laughs> Hold on, let me let me find my old tweets from 2010 oh, where I cringe at those. Let, let's let's find you know year what? 10 random. The dumbest part is that Seth's about to read it out and then go, I still agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> It'd oh, be wow, Kingdom Cr- Hearts is great. <laughs> Crush 40 based? Oh yeah, it's, I, I was, uh, Did you I was actually still write that? Please don't say you said base in 2010. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I I was uh, I was the inception of the word based uh, on the internet. People using it in 2010. <laughs> Crush 40 is so. In 2010, poggers, using poggers. Are you having a fucking laugh? Oh, God. In 2010 so is too early so for poggers, but It'd right on time for XD. <laughs> I got beat up for saying something was poggers. Sad. Sad. <laughs> Sad. Oh. Man, 2010, take me back. Take me back. Please don't. I don't oh, even remember my vocabulary in probably, the 2010s. It was uh, not very, oh, hang on. It's probably cringe. Oh, Eshe's. Oh, Eshe's Crush 40 is absolutely fucking swaggin, brah. Yeah, Skux Deluxe. Skux yeah, that's it. Fucking Skux Deluxe. Man, what what is yeah. up to at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> not much. Vice <laughs> Australia did not have a lot. And they pretty much said that he like combined 4chan, humor, and culture with the fitness community, and I'm like, are you sure he did that? Sounds like it- Pretty sure that's just slash fit. That's what I'm saying, like, you know, being real, I don't think it would have been too hard to do that, if I'm honest. 
Uh, right. Well. Uh, yeah. What I about guess. you, Patrick? Uh, do you want to insult me as well? No, I already said Steve. I stand yeah, by that. What, what was your answer, Steve? Oh, that's right. So it's a fifty-fifty split right? between must... Steve and Seth. What do you mean? It's it's two two points to Seth. Congratulations, you're the NPC, bud. I you voted for Steve, and podcast. so did you. <laughs> the NPCs, yeah, NPCs can't, can't vote. What <laughs> <laughs> an NPC thing to say. <laughs> oh no, that's two against each. Oh well, host oh, host oh, privilege, rest. deciding vote goes to Steve. No, no, so much for a roll, host. Yeah, his vote. I'm taking out the votes against me. You know what? That still makes me an NPC. You, you know that, right? Wait, wait. Did 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 you did you just summon a bunch of votes in one turn? That's against the rules. If you're just not not listening to things that people are saying to you because it's not something that you're programmed to hear, Sorry, does that make you an NPC? I didn't agree with that, so I'm cancelling those thoughts. I think the real NPC energy is just talking when you're <laughs> spoken to. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Let's wrap oh, it up. Maybe I am an NPC. I just, uh, uh, I'm uh, future Seth. If you just want to drop the uh, the old Skyrim NPC dialogue sound, you don't get to the cloud <laughs> district very often, do you? Just in and out of when people have been talking through this section. That'd be, that'd, that'd Somehow be I'm going to chop up all of this discussion so that we're all talking like the Skyrim NPCs. <laughs> it's going to extend the entire bit by another ten minutes, but it'll be worth it. Thank you for your service. Looking forward to it. You the love criminal love, scum. Yeah, love your work. Uh, right. Well. Hopefully that answers your question, Lauren. Uh, feels weird to be doing this for the final time before the break, but uh, thank you for submitting a question. But if you or someone that you know has a question you'd like us to answer, get in touch. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Gmail at Fast Travel Lounge, although on Twitter it is still minus one of the L's. Uh, give us a like on your favorite podcast platform because it really helps us become the number one uh, preferred gaming and pop culture news podcast sponsored by where are we at now samsung oh, crispy september fuck yeah. it and anti and- anti sponsor even <laughs> we we had too yeah. many samsung products break on this podcast to be sponsored by Rage them Legend, so we plug in them so that you can touch with us Ooh, yeah no, 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 yeah. I, I had an offer but then i didn't follow through so i will not talk about them until they send me another offer i can actually do <sighs> until they cut me a I check will do boy. It for one donut <laughs> sponsored by by ah, sponsored by Shitty yeah. Walk from uh south park and that's oh, a shitty sponsor. Yeah. there we go hey <laughs> the, <laughs> the, 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 the shittiest oh good uh but yeah that brings us to the end of episode 40 uh been a been a crazy ride. Uh, I I would ask whether we have things for people to look forward to next week, but next week is going to be in five weeks. So, uh, yeah, I don't Unless know. Unless we decide uh, to do pod tent, we probably you. will. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> fuck. Really? Again, <laughs> gotta again. Corpse cor- cor- <laughs> still warm, Steve. <laughs> gotta keep it. Uh, gotta yeah, keep we- playing <laughs> the algorithm. Honestly, classic, classic NPC. Well, no, because I think when you get back, I live right. on my trip. <laughs> Um, and I would hate for you guys to come back and then for me to be gone and you to be like, oh, well, it looks like we're uh, about four weeks. How long's your trip? Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Bro, do you not just want to like go on your trip now? I can't. <laughs> It'd be easier on all of us. Where are you going? Then I'll be going on my trip after. <laughs> no, no. Well, well, it doesn't matter. I'll see, no one, I'll see, no, I'll I'll see you next anyway, fall. So, doesn't matter. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is I need to find an entire new crew of three people for no, the next I'm not two saying months. I'm just- yeah, but you also need to find one of them that can promise to edit a spoiler cast, but then doesn't. So Josh isn't like, going anyway. Um, no, I'm just saying, just, just keep it as three. 
the, the, the mighty threesome, as the saying goes. The trifecta. The Trinity. But when he... Josh leaves, he takes one of we'll his pants and Josh on. breaks. I know, I know some people. They don't want to be on the podcast, but I can trick them. I... <laughs> you reckon we can... Uh... Nah, 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 nah. Are you talking about touching off the chat. I, I love the idea that, that Steve, Steve will find a guest to also sound like their audio is coming for a wood chipper. If, if we want to get cancelled, I know someone we can bring on. Oh, uh, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about, and so will Patrick. We love getting cancelled. Pat- Patrick comes back to, to the podcast on fire wondering what the fuck happens. It's all, yeah, it's all on fire. It's like the fucking dude uh, entering with yeah, the pizza, Charles Gambino, whatever his name was in the show. Actually, no, he, Patrick yeah, would know exactly what show, happened if remember. it was on fire. <laughs> I just picture, I, I, I just picture it to be, um, uh, like, Seth slipping, like, a note to me before we record the next episode, and it just says, all the socials have changed, we're not allowed on any of those <laughs> platforms anymore. <laughs> if you want to get in touch, we're on Rumble, at... <laughs> <laughs> we're on uh, Truth Social, or whatever the fuck Donald oh, Trump one was. That, yeah, that, we, that we was are back to though. episode one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Uh, so thanks for, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, there might be other content that comes up after this point, but otherwise, uh, I've been Patrick. You've been listening to Fast Travel Lounge episode 40. I've been joined by Seth, Steve, and Josh. And in whatever form that we, uh, reconvene and, and come back together again, uh, we'll see you then. Goodbye. Happy birthday, whoever's birthday is out there, you're the realist.